I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Welcome to Guys We Fuck, the anti-slut shaming podcast. Yo, you haven't said I'm Christina Hutchinson. I'm Corinne Fisher. And I'm your fuck your boyfriend. Bring us your slutty, your horny, and your shame. Greetings, Earthlings. How you doing? Where you been? Who you boning? Welcome to another episode of Guys We Hugged. It's the anti-bad girl shaming podcast. I'm Corinne Fisher. I'm Christina Hutchinson. Welcome to our show. Yeah, you're here. We're here. Let's get into it. If you want to email us, the email address to send it to is sorryaboutlastnightshow at gmail.com. Today's subject line, and you'll know why I'm reading it, is how do I communicate what I'm really feeling? <laughs> Hello. Hey. Admittedly, I am a new listener. I saw Corinne on where my mom's at, and I've been catching up with your show as much as I can since then. Your honesty is really helping me be honest with myself, and I'm hoping you have some relationships uh, slash life advice for this potentially dumb bitch. It's always nice when you do press and you get one new listener, at least. Yay! Yay. We'll take it. So thank you for making the transition. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm turning 30 soon. Yo, bitch. And I've been with my current boyfriend for almost six years. We've lived together for most of this time. We got a dog, rent a house, and have supported each other through many highs and lows. We've talked about getting married someday, buying a house, etc. The sex is wonderful. We have many of the same interests and a pretty great and make a pretty great team. I smell a butt. But I've been reflecting on the choices I've made throughout my 20s. One thing that I've consistently been disappointed in myself for is my codependence. I moved from home, away from home with a boy at 18, and I've stayed out of state, essentially hopping relationship to relationship. When I would be single temporarily, I'd always say how this is my chance to experience independence, figure my shit out, and have some fun while I'm at it. I didn't, and still don't, feel like lifelong monogamy is realistic for me and I don't want to be a cheaty hoe like my dad who's cheated on every woman he's been with then I'd fall fast and hard for the next guy and date him for a year lol (laughs) anyway lately I seriously cannot shake this idea that I need to save up the funds separate from my longtime boyfriend and do my own thing just side note here you should never have just a bank account with your boyfriend 
or a girlfriend or a husband or wife. You gotta have your own bank account. Everybody, all of them. Yeah. They, boys, girls, they's, them's, everyone in between. Have your own bank account. I realize that I've been lying to myself about what truly makes me happy. And I've been, uh, have been trying to convince myself that the things he wants are what I want to. Story of being a woman. Mm-hmm. Especially in her 20s. It's been going on for so long and maybe I'm just finally at the point uh, part of my adult brain development where I'm ready to make myself proud. And I don't feel the desperate need to be anyone's significant other. My heart feels very clogged up because of all of this. The spark has faded for me and I don't know if I'm even capable of being in love at the moment. I mean, not with this guy because you've been lying about your happiness. I love him, but I don't feel in love with him anymore. Mm. Uh, here's my question. Get married. <laughs> Have a baby. You're ready. (laughs) And adopt. Uh, Here's my question. How do I talk to him about all of this? I don't come from a family of great communicators. Who does? It's so hard for me to seriously open up about my feelings. Mm. He also is not a great communicator. How do I go about disclosing all the things I've been feeling all along, even though my words and my actions don't exactly line up with them? It's not like I'm totally miserable. Yeah, but you're lying to yourself. But I feel like I'll never be truly happy if I don't have this period for my own self-discovery. Ding, ding, ding. Thank you. Uh, This has been my TED Talk XOXO. Honestly, the last sentence you said, uh, I feel like I'll never truly be happy if I don't have a period of self-discovery for myself. That's enough. That's enough. Just say that to him. Yeah. Copy and paste it from the email. Yeah, I mean, maybe a little lead up. uh, But, you know, it's... You know, you're concerned about like he's going to find out I've been lying to myself this whole time. You just found out you've been lying to yourself this whole time. You probably had an inkling, but you never really sat down to look at like, what do I value in a relationship and in my life? How do I want to feel? Do I feel this way? No. Sometimes it takes turning 30 to do that. Sometimes it takes turning 34, 35 to do that. (laughs) Uh, If you're a man, 47. Um, So I would say those two points are, are, are this jumping off points. And then a conversation is a dance. You don't have to come with a speech prepared, but start with that. Yeah. And I also feel like you, you are like planning on, you don't, you don't have to give him your entire thought process for the past six years, nor have I ever met a man who would want to hear that. Nah. Uh, no matter how much he loves you. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, and I also think there's something very hurtful about, disclosing information that makes it feel to the other person, even though that is not the circumstance, that the entire relationship has been a lie. Mm -hmm. And there is no benefit in conveying that to him. And there is no need for you to get that off your chest to him. I I don't think. So it's like you can say, you know, you've been reflecting. You've loved the time that you have together. uh, But I think you can also hone in on the fact that like, You've been, you know, focusing a little bit too much on his wants. And I think the part about convincing yourself that the things that he wants for his future are the same things that you want for your future. I think that's a really good point to make. You don't need to say that the I've whole been lying six this years whole time. were a li- lie. Oopsie yeah. poopsie, don't really love you that much. I gotta go. It's so unnecessary. I mean, yeah. I feel like we go too far with honesty sometimes. It's yes. like, it's like, is this information the, the person needs to know that will help them heal or information that you absolutely have to divulge so you can heal and if not why are we why are you fucking up what was a pretty good time yeah and also a quick way to check yourself before before you have this conversation like you're you're saying before you wreck yourself (laughs) (laughs) i should have um is are the things i want to say coming from a place of love or fear 
it's one of the two. Yeah. Okay. And you know in your bones, you know in your st- you know in your guts if it's coming from a place of fear. You feel it. You feel it in your jaw, your shoulders, wherever people feel it. But like you'll you'll know. And also, um, I just wanted to recommend a quick book for you because you're at the Girl, I'm so excited for you. Um, the breakup's going to suck and it's going to be painful. Yes, absolutely. But all that energy coming from someone who's been there, all that energy that you've been applying to try to mold into his needs and 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 lifestyle and morals and values, you get to put that towards yourself now and it's going to be a great time, I promise. Um, but I wanted to recommend this book by Martha Beck called The Way of Integrity. Um her her philosophy is integrity is the cure for all psychological suffering and it's just like it's kind of an art that to to figure out when you're out of integrity with yourself I'm write so. a, a sister book to that called no it's not lady <laughs> 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 um, but for somebody who has been like you know not recognizing your own needs that yeah. will fuck you up majorly and for cause sure. major depression and a quarter midlife crisis quarter life crisis whatever um, and so yeah I do highly recommend that book and yeah, start the conversation off with the last sentence you told us. Also, I actually wouldn't necessarily bank that this relationship's going to suck because sometimes when it just goes stale, it's kind of easy to leave. These mm. early year relationships that you kind of just age out of yeah, for naturally, me, yeah. like I... I still think warmly about those people, but I don't have like a longing or like a what if for them really mm, ever. Nice. Well, are, are they, did they say they're codependent together or she just has codependent she, issues? She said she has okay. codependent. It's hard. When you, when you break up with somebody you're codependent with, it feels like you're like murdering a child, um, in a way sometimes. But, um, but yeah, this is definitely the right choice. So that's easy. Enjoy your life. Yeah. Congrats. This show is sponsored by Better Help. Getting stuff off your chest is incredible. It's so therapeutic. We all carry around different stressors. Some of them are big. Some of them are small. A lot of them are very big. Uh, but we keep them bottled up, and it could start affecting us negatively. And then we act like a jerk to the people we love. And we're like, this is not how I want to be. Therapy has saved my life personally. There are so many benefits of it. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Although if you have experienced major trauma, highly recommend. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designated to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you could switch at any time. Finding a therapist is like dating. They're not all going to work out in the first try. BetterHelp understands that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash guys to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash guys. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.
Um, guys, come see us live. We do live episodes of Guys We Fucked from the studio where you can call in. We have a phone number that you can call and text us. They are the last Wednesday of every motherfucking month. And the next one is April 26th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. YouTube.com slash Guys We Fucked without the U and Fucked. In order to be in the comments section while we're going live, you got to subscribe to our YouTube. So just do it right now. It's, it's free. free and it helps us. Yeah. It's so fun. The shows are so fun and people have been calling in with really, really great questions. It's been so interesting. I love it. And if you miss any of them, we keep them on our YouTube channel so you can go back and watch uh, old episodes or like if you're nervous to call in, you can kind of see what kinds of things people call in with, but you can call in with whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, it's pretty pretty fascinating. Um, And then we're we're going on the road. See us live. I'm going to be at Laugh Boston this weekend, April 14th and 15th, Edmonton, Canada. Uh, April 20th through the 22nd, Detroit, House of Comedy, 28th and 29th of April, and then Philadelphia. I am recording a live stand-up comedy album at Helium Comedy Club, May 11th, 12th, and 13th. And as always, I have a Patreon that you can sign up for. It's five bucks a month. Um, and I'm doing these group Zoom lamenting. I call them lamenting sessions because I don't want to get legally um, in trouble for saying therapy. But I got to say, there's more guys joining. Oh, yeah. And it, I'm like honored. And they're just, it's men really don't masculinity really fucks you up, man. Mm-hmm. Oof, mm-hmm. I feel I feel for you guys. I do. I I, I feel for women more, but I also <laughs> really do feel for men because Christina what, feels for everybody. I know. <laughs> it's really times. exhausting. That's why I'm tired a lot. But um, but uh. Man, when you, you know, when you put like a, when you try to push a part of yourself down, obviously, as we all know, it implodes. But when that part of yourself is emotions <laughs> and being in touch with them. Yeah. Yo, that sucks. So, um, yeah, so it's not, um, I was watching a podcast clip recently and I'm fascinated by watching men podcast together when no women are present. Um, and they were basically talking about how, how times in a relationship when a woman said, I love you first, but they like had already felt the love. And not only couldn't they, could they not say, I love you back for months? They, couldn't even like accept receiving the I love you in the moment. They were like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> and I was like, I was watching this and I go again. Oh, man, that there sucks, are filters dude. to filter out like curse words and pornography. I need a filter on Instagram <laughs> to filter out whatever we're calling that because I don't need to see that anymore. <laughs> yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. You, it's disheartening. You win. All right. You, got- <laughs> you win. I can't I cannot see that anymore. Uh, but yeah, sign up patreon.com slash Christine Hutchinson four times a month. I do these zoom, uh, for an hour and it's just really fucking interesting and fascinating and I love doing it and it's, and it's, it's cool. Um, so that's my spiel. Uh, thank you so much to everyone who came out to the show in Dublin at Whelan's. It was fucking incredible. You guys, one of the best comedians I've ever performed for in my life. And you know, I really don't give out compliments, uh, if I don't mean them. And, uh, my best friend Thomas, Dr. Thomas Whitfield, I like I don't even know if it was like I don't even know if I give him 24 hours notice maybe I gave him 20 between 12 to 24 hours notice and I was like what if you open for me because he was always doing the part oh, at the shit, end Tommy but I was like he's like probably the funniest non-comedian I know so I was like why don't you open for me and I wanted to see like because he we we love fucking with each other and so I started it like as fucking with him but then I was like but no really like yeah. and I was like just do five minutes I was like do you think you can and five is yeah and then uh not only did he do five he ended up doing ten minutes <gasps> Tommy because I was, the like, light. I was like please just no I, I was like please at least do five minutes 
minutes. Um, but if you feel more comfortable, but I was keep like, going. Yeah. Do as long as you, you know, I was like, you know, don't go wild yeah. here. Um, yeah. And he told two <laughs> stories and it, yeah, he got lots of laughs. It was oh, great. Yay. It was great. great. That's fantastic. I walked out and I was like, damn, this is, this really shines a light on how bad some of our colleagues are. Yeah. And this, you know, but then I was like, oh, is this maybe not as hard as uh, a career no, as we've convinced no. ourselves ego, that it is? Ego kills talent. Tommy's, that's what it is. Tommy's well, Tommy's very a performer. Yeah. I mean, he's taking acting classes. Yeah. He's taking storytelling he's classes. Two person show with so, you. So yeah, I mean, yeah. he's you know, but you and, know, uh, and he's I mean, your audience, right? That yeah, the so they're yeah, familiar. familiar. Yeah, yeah, right, right. So those yeah. are like the ideal circumstances to do a type yeah. five. Yeah, but it was cool. uh, Tommy's good to look at. He goes out there, you know, so there's a whole thing. He's charismatic. But it's part of it. Yeah, right. It was incredible. Yeah. So that was great. great. Uh, And then I'm, I'm, maybe I'll have more uh, road dates later in the year, but I'm kind of just doing a bi coastal 2023. So I'll be in Los Angeles, uh, May 10th for my new show at the comedy store called Gash. And yes, guys, it it means pussy on purpose. (laughs) People think I like made a fucking accident and they're like, does she know what means pussy? It's a, wait, what? You're asking Corinne Coast of guys we fucked if she knew gas meant pussy? It's, it's literally a fucking, it's because it's a horror show with mostly female comedians on that. That's why I fucking called ah. it Gash yeah. on purpose because Gash or Gash, like, duh. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, just like men thinking that like I didn't know what a Gash was. It's like I'm a fucking female comedian. I know all the shit to say that people say. Uh, and so I would promote that, but it was already, it sold out in like seven hours, maybe less. Nice. So that's already sold out. Um, but you know, keep an eye. Uh, most likely I'll be doing another one because that sold out so quickly. Uh, and thank you to everyone who bought tickets. I'll see you there. The lineup is incredible. Didn't even need to release any of the names on yeah, it to that. sell the love tickets. So. Sell More the gash. Coming. More gash, baby. Yeah. And gash of course, on gash. And of course, listen to Without a Country uh, on the Gas Digital Network and it goes on YouTube. The gash Digital Network. Uh, I think we're doing Wednesdays now. I don't know. We're floating it around to get the news to you a little bit uh, sooner, but just make sure to subscribe uh, last week, because I was in Ireland, we did an amazing, or I did, uh, a, a really uh, deep dive on the Jared from Subway <gasps> uh, docu-series. You did? He's an evil motherfucker. It was fascinating. And I th- He's an evil motherfucker. I do think I did manage to make kid fucking kind of funny. So I think if you okay. want to watch, because I, I didn't, I didn't actually like love I, the information in the docu series was interesting, but I think they really could have whittled that down to like ninety minutes. So I yeah. kind of whittled it down for you, so you can watch my whole, uh, uh, you know, dissection of that he lost documentary. Like Forty five pounds eating Subway. I'm like, boo boo. What were you eating before yeah. Subway? Well, I, I think it's that you hear that a lot. The Kelly Osborne uh, lost a ton of uh, weight eating chocolate. It's it's the eating the same thing every day. Oh. You can eat McDonald's. Like I know, like Morgan Spurlock. Oh, but, so like, your so body's like used to like okay. This someone is, else ate McDonald's every down. day, and but the same thing, and they lost weight too. And it's yeah. also you kind of just get less interested in food because you know you're going to receive the same thing. Right. So you probably leave a little on your plate. So it's not as emotional. Probably eating the same thing every day is like it's not the best way to uh, get nutrients, obviously. Course, but if yeah. you're just looking for weight loss, I think it actually is a really good. Uh, tactic and it's nice. like calories like if you eat half of one of those sandwiches every day yeah and that's like your oh, food hat, for yeah. the day you yeah, know yeah. like you're gonna probably lose weight you're not i love that subway much shit, yeah you know? after the frank breakup Yo, i was eating pretty much exclusively fast food because it's the only thing my palate would like 
even wa- want. Yeah. But yeah. I lost, I mean, so much yeah, weight. Right. Because yeah. I just wasn't eating that much of it. Right, right. I mean, it was, my Crazy. tongue was also turning gray, but you know, yeah. I remember that. Well, Oopsies. You, but, yeah. How far you've come. <laughs> yeah. C U M, come. Um, that's cool. How are the otherwise? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I, I'll talk about Ireland and other places. I mean, I had places I talked about it with the audience, but just a, a great country as you had yeah. uh, given I me the heads up. Place. And the people are just. They're just gritty in a way that I they're like East Coast American. Well, you people, kept saying that, and I was like worried that it was going to be like Israel, where I've like where like the women were like so, or like, not the, the women, just everyone, because you specifically said like the women in Ireland don't take any bullshit and are strong. And I was like, oh, like but they I, don't overcompensate for it. I was like, they were so all weaker than me, so I was totally comfortable. <laughs> I was like, I, I, I just you know like. <laughs> I know me. I don't necessarily want to go on a vacation with all me's. You know, that's not. Oh, right, right, I don't right. think anyone finds that relaxing. You need a break. Yeah. So I was like, I was like worried that it would be like Israel where like everyone is just like fucking yelling at each other all the time oh. and like, you know, like, Ur! but it wasn't like that at all. Yeah. It was just like everyone was so fucking laid back. Yeah. Everyone was very quiet too. Like we, every mm-hmm. time we would go to a restaurant, I'm like, it's just, it sounds quiet in here. Yeah, our loudest northeast Weird. coast asses are fuck. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, a lot of uh, animals, uh, a lot of dogs. I mean, I did sheep. hear that a lot of dogs do get hit on the road because a lot of winding yeah. dirt paths. So maybe just put a vest on your dog or something. I didn't like that part. Heard a lot mm. of doggy death stories. Oh god, um, but I did not hear that, one when I was there. Other than that, you know, I did see Rocky the sheep uh, dog do a little herding demonstration. Uh, I held a baby. Lamb. I saw. That's cool. Lamb, I got a baby lamb. I'd fucking pass yeah. Out. There was a lot of animals which I really liked, and people, you know, were very kind to the animals. Um, so that's my assessment of Ireland. Thumbs up. Cliffs of Moher, uh, breathtaking, most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Besides my own reflection, obviously. Oh, yeah. oh you. <laughs> oh me. Um, but yeah, no. As far as like this show is concerned, I just wanted to talk real quick about. Um, I guess I would call like. Like just like what it means to have a crush. So this has been happening to me a lot. Like people love having a crush on me, and they love telling me that they have a crush on me. This is like a, the, people's favorite pastime, and this is not like in my head. This is like conveyed to me directly. Yeah, uh, you got evidence. So I, I think it's what people don't like. Having a crush is amazing and great. Um, but like if you're gonna tell someone, like I, you need to have a plan. And I think a lot of guys don't think that part through. It's very kindergarten playground. When you have a crush on someone and you go out of your way for months, you know, years maybe to make it known to that person that you have a crush on them. And then, you know, they finally take the, I don't want to say they take the bait. It's not a trick, but like, you know, they the finally, plunge. you give, you can give them a signal saying you, you respond me or you, you know, the minute that they, if you finally have my attention, like, you gotta have do a, something with a it. plan. There has to be a plan. I'm not saying you have to have a plan that I, you want me to be your girlfriend for the rest of time. Obviously, you wouldn't know that until we actually got to know each other. But like, people have like these really intense crushes on me where I'm like, number one, how do you even fucking know me that well? I mean, do you know me from just like watching podcast clips? Like, I don't exactly know how you know me this at this level that you think you know me at because I go, there's like no one on the planet who knows. So that would be a miraculous mm. that you somehow figured well, it out. That's part of a crush is like, you don't know the person yet. Right. You're <laughs> Reading a version of me, you know, so but like you need to come in with so, like so if if the if the in this case, the woman responds and so you finally get what you wanted. You got the woman's attention. Have a fucking plan do something with it on like what you want 
to do to do i feel like when people have a crush on me it's like it's like too wild the sketch too wild and crazy guys on on uh, snl oh, yeah. it's like they're they're like the continue uh, or, uh, or basically it's a night at the roxbury which i realized in the bathroom this morning is the same fucking same sketch, sketch. Same, yes. sketch. The same, same character sketch. same motivation so you might be from, from more familiar with that because they made a film out of it and it's you know more modern times but it's like so in both these instances in both these sketches or in the film the guys are just like they continuously hit on women at, at nightclubs and then every now and again you'll see the woman be like okay, oh, okay. what do yeah. you got and then they're like they're just like making jokes and shit and it's like and it's, so I feel like crushes in real life are exactly that you're two wild and crazy guys you're a night at the Roxbury and if someone responds and says okay what what is you have a crush on me show me what you got because it's not my it's not my responsibility to come into it with a plan in fact no. I think that would be weird yes, I think correct. a lot of guys it's show me what you got I think a lot of people I'll talk no game no they just they just don't know it's like that thing that the Joker and Batman he's like like he it's not about actually getting Batman because he doesn't know what he'd do with Batman if he mm-hmm. actually got oh. him. You know what I mean? It's, it's the about like the thing. victory of yeah. the, the chase. Of, it's the chase. Well, it's it's, a, isn't it a similar sentiment to like... You're not expecting the person to come through and be like, all right, l- like, let me hear you. What's your offer? L- what do you want to do? But it's like, if man, for months, if for months you are pursuing yeah, me... that's true. And I months go, is different. you're having your friends tell me. Okay, okay, okay. I go... Yeah, what the fuck? Okay. Did this person enter a relationship by the time you responded? Huh? Did this person enter something with somebody else by the no. time? So no, 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 he no. doesn't. He doesn't know how to like ask you for a drink or like what's. No. There's just no plan. Like we've gone. Okay, we've gone out a couple of times, but it feels like. Where's this going? Uh, go towards something, and not even that. Like, but not, even if it's just sex, it's not even that. We've done that, but it's 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 like I, I just feel like. Yeah, I feel like he doesn't he just know what he's doing in his like relationship life, which is so fine. But like, why did you interrupt my life? Right. That's kind of what annoys me. It's like I was just I see what you're saying. living okay, yeah. and existing peacefully on my own. And for and months, he kept knocking and knocking and knocking. Pers- and and knocking. so I finally said, let me see what this person has to offer. Yeah. And it's like, so if you're not sure what you and also like not to be rude, but like I'm a. I'm not I'm not a casual person to pursue. You don't pursue fucking someone who's like doing really well in the same field. This is not comedian, but someone who's comedy adjacent. You don't pursue someone who's like doing really well in the field, who's obviously like not gonna be just an easy little gal who's gonna go along with whatever you yeah. say. What are you talking about? Um, substantially yeah. <laughs> older than him. Right. Like, why did you why did you just like well, yeah. why did so you, you the frustration interrupt is, my life? I see. So the frustration It's, a, it's like a kind I'm kind of annoying. Yeah, 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 yeah. he was doing this for a while and you're okay, what? December. And he literally goes, Is there a ghost? What? So your feeling is that you you were expecting this person to have a plan of action in, in the sense of I don't want to be you having wanna be in a, you want to know if you're going in a direction that you might be in a relationship I mean, with this person. Ju- I ju- just even like a plan on how to get to know me or like see. why am I taking the reins on something that like I don't want to say I was uh, I mean I, yes I was something that I was unsure about that's why it took so long to decide I yeah. mean nothing against this but also work hard to convince me or nothing like, against this person and like after uh, our first date which I mean that was I, I, I initiated the first date and it was like very last minute so I definitely took him by surprise um like day of I was just like do you want to get a drink but that's why I like to do things like I don't want to be like thinking about it for a long time and so that was fine I didn't expect for there to be like a plan there you know but it does it does feel like it was just like oh I had no like 
I'm just I'm just excited to like be with you. And I go, okay. well, then, I mean, if you're just excited to be around me, then obviously I don't think you have a plan on like how to handle me more or less. Yeah, true. True. So what? And I mean, I feel like the same thing happened in like my last serious relationship where he was just like and maybe it's like a young guy thing. He was just like so. And he said this to me. It's not like my assessment. He said this to me word for word. He was like, I was just so excited and surprised that you wanted to continue hanging out with me after our first date that I like didn't know what to do because I remember a couple months into dating we had had a conversation with him and like I'm not expecting him to like fucking propose or like a relationship with someone that much younger to ever go into that direction to build on but I was like you know I, I it's not comforting to hear after several months of dating someone like I have no idea what I'm doing <laughs> like, you don't want to hear don't, I don't blame you you don't want to hear that <laughs> yeah. you know right. and, I'm, I'm, and, 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 and there's many times in, in your life and you don't have to just be in your 20s when you will feel lost or you will need to um uh get your navigations back on you know whatever I, I was trying to use a nautical term and I, it really lost me there um but yeah I, I like, especially for all these, you know, men who seemingly want to be the masculine energy in the relationship. Well, it's like, if you don't want me to be the masculine energy in the relationship, you have to be the masculine energy right. in the relationship, which includes Making steering plans. the fucking ship, yeah, boys. In a, in a direction of any kind. Just like... Ah, uh, yeah, I don't want to be having conversations and, and then me being like, I'm confused. I don't know. Maybe, what it's a, I want. maybe it is a younger guy thing. I just am not, I don't, I, I've experienced with older guys too, but I've, I've just been kind of been dating younger guys lately, uh, cause I want a dick that works, but. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I, super of helpful. Of course, <laughs> to do. When that dom works. I know it's a big ask. ask. I know it's a big ask. Corinne, um, you're really picky. But. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just, that, and that's kind of how I feel. I just feel like, why, like, kind of just like, why did you interrupt me? It's yeah. like, it was like waking up a hibernating bear. Like I was fine. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't looking for a boyfriend. I was just fucking existing, enjoying my time. But like, now I finally gave in. I was interested. I was surprisingly like after the first date, I was like, I am interested in this person. Nice. And then he's like, oh, I gotta go. I don't know. I mean, the, my frustrations have been the other way, where I feel like I'm prepared for this, these situations. Right. And then they go awry because it's, uh, you know, for whatever reason, it, uh, it seems like the plan is almost um, surprising to somebody else that there is a plan right oh, you know I mean? well and then he you know and then oh, like also like so he'll make a con like oh like oh you want to like you want a boyfriend or almost like that's a bad thing and i'm like i don't i mean eventually perhaps i would like a right. boyfriend but i'm saying like i, I don't necessarily want you to be my, my boyfriend because yeah, I, don't, I don't know i yet. don't know you well no, enough no. yeah right so it's like but like and also if, if you're he, saying like is my intention with dating like yeah i'm not going to continuously date someone that i wouldn't be interested in them right. being my boyfriend yeah right, you know right, what i don't right. like building towards nothing yeah and also just like why would you like i don't understand like why you would pick someone who's like high intense high in your field yeah if you're just trying to like casually fuck and i also don't think that's what and i also like if you just want to casually fuck like don't have all your friends say that this person has a crush on you 
Yeah, that's a yeah. guy thing. Is that a guy thing, though? Like, what is Sometimes the they'll point? Do anything to it, I don't think that's a guy thing at all. Okay. I don't no. think that's like a. I would. I, I don't. Have, do I, think I don't send my troops out to to the to the streets to tell people that I have crushes on them. No, and based on other things, I don't. I don't think that's at all the thing. You know, and listen, maybe I'm the asshole. Maybe I just he just does. He just got to know me. Doesn't like me, but we haven't even talked and really enough. To right like, for that to happen, for you to know that you know, like an assessment me. cannot be made. How long has this been going on? Uh, I mean, couple weeks. Like, I mean, I guess maybe like uh, a month, maybe, maybe a little less. Yeah, I don't know. I maybe think go back to ignoring them. I think that I think that men's plan when they get involved with stuff is to take things as casually as possible, and they then love a cash, and then switch. hope and see that something you know sticks you gotta know when you're if you're if you're a man in your 20s and you're approaching a woman in her late 30s like you have to know that's not But that's the ultimate time of your life to waste other people's time isn't it like when you're in your mid-20s or your late 20s yeah maybe but not like, late as much you so should as... know me as my colleague that i'm the last person you want to get angry yeah but maybe maybe that's <laughs> like, for sure it could, it could be this person being aloof it could be this person yeah also, i don't think he's maybe like... it's a play you never know. Mm. If it is, it's a lame move. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? Well, How look, so? you're sitting here going crazy about this, wondering what the no. plan is. Not cra- not crazy, but you know what I mean. Like, you're sitting here right. affected by it. Right. Sure. Do you know? I did, but I don't know. I, I don't, I think this person is just like very, like he's only been in one long-term relationship. Um, you know, and similar to how I had the same experience. So, you know, I from the like the day I turned 18 to 23, I was in a, a long term relationship with one person. And so when you go out into the world, uh, you know, all you know is that relationship and it is really weird. And so I get that and I feel like I could I feel for him. But it's like, then what? Like if. I don't think your next level should be like advanced, like go to intermediate. Don't go to advanced. Sure, you know, I'm, adva- I'm, a, I'm advanced level girlfriend. You got to oh, be prepared for that. And it's not a fucking surprise that I'm going to be advanced level girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's an interesting way to look at it, that you're the, that you're looking at it more as that the, the behavior should be different because of your personal characteristics. Yeah, there's novice, well, intermediate, and advanced, yeah. and I'm there's advanced, and I've made that very clear. Yeah, I, I think a lot of men don't think like that. Necessarily, I think a lot of men just kind of do what they do, and yeah. they and they don't really like. Yeah, I, and I don't think that's a testament to to you at all. I think it's just the way that a lot I don't of men think guys operate. Lot. Yeah, right. Right. Well, yeah. that's why men just the operate way. the way they operate, and yeah. and like are impervious to change. Right, know? and that's why I'm kind of bringing it to the table more as just like a, I don't know that anyone's ever told you you should have a plan when you have a crush. A crush that right. you're act. I've had lots of crushes that I, I never told the crush. Yeah, and, it's and just so enjoyable I had, to feel it. I had no plan. Right. Because right. I had a I had the crush privately long enough for me to not like them anymore. Nice. Because you, right. you got to know them. Yeah. Yeah, because right. I got to know them enough. Yeah, you know, and I got to see them exist in other relationships. Yeah. If you're gonna come yeah. up to your crush and say I have a crush on you, and and inc- and incorporate your friends in the thing, yeah, yeah, I would expect something to happen. I also feel like it might be like, you know, not if you're coming out of a long term relationship and you're not far enough out of it, everything yeah. like the comfort of that, like nothing is gonna feel like that. For you know, sure. and you're going to constantly be seeking that immediate comfort and you're going to feel uncomfortable dating someone new. And you might think like, oh, this is like because we're not a match, but it's really just like the because discom- I'm uncomfortable, too, in these situations. Yeah. Like, I'm also uncomfortable. I'm a much more uh, uh, seasoned dater than this person. And I'm also uncomfortable. Yeah, dating's awkward and weird. Um, But yeah, so I just don't. Yeah, maybe he's realizing he's all talk as you are also realizing he's all talk. Yeah, maybe, that could definitely be it. 
But sometimes when you're out of a relationship, no you have, clue what he's doing. You know. Well, uh, it's, it's sloppy. It's sloppy. I just I've definitely done this before, and I have done yeah. this with women that I'm not as interested in. And even though I've said, like, I've definitely, like, I've laid it on thick for women every now and then, and just be like, oh wow, like, I, and I you didn't for mean months? it. You didn't mean it. I I don't know that I didn't mean it, but I think that when it when it came to sh- time to shit or get off the pot. As they say, yeah. I was just kind of like, I might have overplayed my hand here. Uh, like right, I, I right, might have, right, I might have right. led this person on. You might have wanted to like them as much as you said you yeah. did. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I Been think that there. might be it. Yeah, where yeah. it's just kind of like. But this is like, it isn't a person who really dates other people, and like I know that because I'll be like, where the fuck is he doing? And I'll be like, literally at home with his no, roommates. No, totally. And I'm not saying that that's what he's doing here, but yeah. I, I just think I do think a lot of times with men, it's just kind of like, like maybe he does like have like a solid crush, but again, like really had no real idea like didn't think you would go for it and then once you do go for it that makes it a reality that you have to think about by saying am i gonna pursue something real with this person that i had this crush on or was this just about kind of like or am i too much of a coward yeah, yeah. because it was just like it, I mean, it doesn't need to jump or to like ju- i'm your girlfriend was like this i'm just not about crazy the, the serotonin hit of just like having mm, corinne say yeah. like oh, okay let's do this like let's well it's give like you know shot. when you take on a new yeah. hobby and they, they incur or like a skill and they encourage you not to talk about it until you're like already good at it yeah because sometimes talking about i'm doing this thing that's the dopamine rush enough yes. that you don't pursue it any harder it's like every writer that yeah. Yeah. I'm a writer. For sure. Oh my <laughs> god. I, I, do, I, I put the carpet for the horse with fucking everything. Yeah. Um. So maybe that that's in play too. I just like to me. I, I just like. I just don't. And it's not the first time. I just don't understand. Yeah. I like don't understand. Like it's like it. Pardon the interruption. And then you have I, nothing. I, to I really do think. I I think it's the thing that I said where he. I I think that you giving in was enough of a hit for him mm. and he doesn't know what to do with it after the fact now because he didn't think you would go for it mm-hmm. you did go for it and now it's the like the, the reality is here and it's just sort of like it wasn't part of his so plan, it literally is a night at the roxbury yeah, yeah i think i think yeah that's pretty my assessment was correct yeah that's like a very very like yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i think it's i think it's exactly that to be honest lord almighty you know what what do you do with the rabbit once you get it Right. You, you, you keep it in a cage and you give it carrot. There there are definitely there's a few women in my realm right now that if they if they paid the proper attention to me, I would be disoriented and I, I would be like, I'm shocked that this yeah, is happening. Yeah, I've gone through that so many times with guys of like, Oh my god, they like me, holy shit. But then I'm like, All right, bitch, it's go time. Yeah. Like and then you fucking pump yourself up and you know you're the bad bitch that you are and you support yourself and you get yourself through to like doing the thing. Yeah, but I do think a lot of times men don't like being in uh, high pressure situations. Well, it's not high pressure, but you're you're not in the point of leverage when you're going out with somebody that you had a crush on who knows that they who knows that you had a crush on them. And you're sort of like the, the female in this situation is caving mm. to them saying like, OK, fine. Like you finally wore me down. Let's go on this date. You're operating. I didn't say from, it like that. No, but you know what I but mean. Yeah. It's, it's not, not. I'm not saying anything that like you said. It's just like yeah. you're operating from this position where like you're kind of you, you're lower on the power totem pole than the other person. But I feel like now he has the power because now I have no idea what the fuck is going on, and you've left me so confused. Well, that's well why you I can said either, but you can either cut it, cut it off, and I respect it if it's a play. Yeah, I respect it if, really? it, if it's a play. Those are the two things yeah. that I think is what? happening. Play me. Yeah, in my. I mean, in my, don't play me, but. <laughs> But I, I think because I think you do. I mean, and you can respect the chess move. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I respect the move. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, 
what I what I don't respect is if you just wasted my goddamn time. Right. If it's, right. if this is a move to get me fucking yeah. in my head, great. You did a great job. Right. You did right. a great job, and I was supposed to clean my apartment last night, and instead I just went to. Oh, you could right. call me. I would have done it, girl. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. So those are the two things that I think are happening here. It's either a play. Uh, which is it's very possible, but I I never assume that men are smart enough to actually carry out the chess move. Yeah, you know what I mean. No, free speaking from experience, because I always have the play in my mind and then I fuck yeah. it up. <laughs> Y'all get cold feet in every fucking stage yeah. of this goddamn relationship. Or the other thing really could be that he just like the dopamine hit was enough. Uh, from from you just being like well, into it, and then so, yeah. after that he just had nothing, no idea what. To and do. I know that happened for the initial date. And then, you know, we'll get this into this more on the bonus episode. But then I got and I got really upset, as you guys remember, because of how that went down. But then he yeah, something was he made a play when something went down, like and then he went back for it, like to fix it. Yeah. Oh, OK, good. Yeah. I, I assumed he did. So if it's you're still like, talking about it. Yeah. What the f- I, yeah. Oh, then I, that, oh, this is like, this is like, so this, this is a, this is an instance where like 50% of the time I hang out with this person. And I mean, there's only been like four or five times I leave feeling great. And 50% I thought the time I, I leave feeling awful, mm-hmm. like, and I like awful. And I don't ever really feel like awful. That's how my relationship started. <laughs> you know, I, I just like confused uh-huh. and, um, yeah, and then like, and then I start reading into too th- too many things that like he said, and I'm like, I don't really think this is how he means this. I don't think it's a bad person. Like, he's not a comic. I don't think he's a bad person. <laughs> right. That usually is the th- the, th- the threshold. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> no, I mean, I I think that. Uh, but just like, why the fuck interrupt my life if you don't have a plan, my friend? I think knowing now who that I know who this person is, yeah. I feel less. Knowing that there was some repair I, between the last thing you talked about and this time, I do think it's a move now. Now I think it's a move. I actually was going the other way. I think knowing that now that I. I think who you think I think your notion your preconceived notions about this person are incorrect though because I had the same feelings it's that that who who we think he is is not who he actually is which is why I thought which Which is is very Machiavellian yeah which is why I love that (laughs) again which you can respect (laughs) right I love when people surprise me I love when I think I have them pegged I know who you are you're the kind of motherfucker does this and then they don't and you're like wait what Yeah, I don't know, Because I'm so fucking, and especially in the past couple years, I've gotten so fucking good at giving advice, like, to men and to women about men. And I just, it's so, it is like, it's like impossible to give it to yourself because I can't hover over myself. Of course, yeah. You know? So it's like, I have this fucking gift and I cannot use it on myself. Well, here's the thing, though. You have to, you have to take the emotions out of it and look at everything logically. And then... I did, I'm great at that. But there's certain things, though, that you just don't know if it's a play or if he just is all talk. And I mean, the only way to find that out, but the thing is, then you exit the game that is the dance of courting or whatever to, to wherever you're going is hey what do you mean oh i'm going to no, no, hold okay on. What, what when you said i wanted to actually ask mike first because i was like mike's been pretty on the nose with a lot of shit lately and like your original assessment 
was correct on this person. Like, you know, when we talked about on the bonus episode. The first, the first time around? Like, you were like, it seems oh, it like he's trying episode. to make, like, make good. And you were right. He was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, the, the thing that I was going to ask you was, why do you leave these interactions? You said 50% of the time you leave interactions feeling not great. Well, the so first what, time is what we talked about. Right, of course. And then the second time was just like, and this was like me, like, I didn't even really notice it at the time. This was like when I was like, I had a we. I just got an inkling. I don't know what the ink. I don't know what you know. You're psychic. So. I just like was feeling like, I don't know. I was feeling like he was like a little distant. I mean, I was literally in another country. I think he was just letting me enjoy my time. Okay. Yeah, and then like sure. he texted me like almost immediately when I was feeling that way. Um, and it was about work, but he like made it very like you know smiley faces, hearts, yeah, and flirty. shit. Yeah. So he, yeah. which you don't need, was not necessary to do if you're trying to kind of like wean me off you right you know and also it's like i know i'm interested but like like i I think what there's always a disconnect between like how interested the person thinks i am and how interested i actually am because i never let on you know let's hope he doesn't listen to this um uh and so and so i've been trying to get better at not being playing it like so cool because i play it too cool sometimes where people think i don't even like them you know um and uh, and so the other time was like, we had, he loves to say terrible things after we have sex. And I don't think he means to, but like we had, he like wanted me to meet up, but like he didn't, we didn't even have any plans of like having sex. We just like, we we're supposed to meet up and then we end up like going back to his place and having sex. And I don't even know why I was kind of just like, this is just what's happening. Like, it's not like I was against having sex, but I, I kind of like did actually want to have a conversation, but we were both being so awkward that we just ended up having sex. Mm. Um, and then classic. Yeah. I mean, do you understand though? Oh yeah. 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 Cause especially like, you know, I'm not, you know, I've been, I'm really trying to like date without like completely sober. And I think it's making me like really nervous. Cause I really hate dating. It makes me really, really uncomfortable. And so, like, not even one drink, like zero drinks, just fucking raw dogging, uh, dating, and then so that I'm acting fucking weird, and uh, and then after I don't even know how it came down, but like where he's like about to drive me home, and then he was just like, well, like he, 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 the way I'm gonna bring it up is gonna make it seem worse than it was. Like he just like said something where he was like, we were having a conversation, and then he was like, well, even, even if this doesn't work out, we're gonna be friends, right? And like, I don't think he meant uh-huh. it. I seriously, I don't think he meant it in the way that any woman on earth would interpret it, which is not good. Which is like you're trying to like you know say something, I, I, yeah. But like, then I remembered that later, and I was like, that's like a fucking awful thing. And I think he just like, I think he was genuinely concerned that he wanted to remain friends with me no matter what happens between us. But that is, he just had an awful way to word it. But I is, think I know exactly what's happening. Okay, tell me. I, I, I really it, was like excited to 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 tell like so ask no, you about hearing this. this now and hearing all the other behavior and and sort of the the point where it feels like you are frustrated is the lack of plan, which you keep saying. Yeah, I think he really likes you and he's trying to take it slow. And I think what he's trying well, we to do. Well, we have to stop fucking, fucking pounding each other to pound Sometimes town. it's hard Wait, taking each, when you've already taken each other to pound town. Because we stop. don't talk then. All right. Well, well your language you guys, is through the dick and the vagina. Then you have to find like a medium. But I think that the fact that you guys are having a lot of sex is probably a good thing. Yeah, it is a good thing. I just think. But, so like, hold but, on, but, but, that, but him saying, so him saying like, if this doesn't work out, then like, obviously we'll still be friends. And I go, we weren't of, friends before. <laughs> that was my response. That's true. I was going to say. Yeah, I what? Really what friendship? I hate when people what say that to me. Friendship. I go, we weren't fucking friends. 
means. I, I, but I think what he's trying to do. He doesn't is want you like, to hate him. No, no. I think that so, like, like this all started because he was making it clear to you that he had this big crush on you, or that his friends yes. were telling you. So what I think is happening is he, he had other trying, high level comics telling me he is trying. In my in my opinion, based off of what you've said, I think what he's trying to do is make it seem like he's not trying to rush into anything with you. By because he probably thinks that you're the guys we fuck girl that's like you know like not necessarily into that right like you guys have hung out five times right well you he made him a, to be like he made a comment about well he made okay so he made the weird comment like you're like oh you're looking for a boyfriend like as if I was definitely looking for a boyfriend and I was like you don't fucking know that he's and, getting information okay and then in my mind and then after. <clears throat> Uh, Jesus Christ, you could just listen to our show. And then he was surprised <laughs> after, right like, um, and then he, like, I think, like, when we were, like, unpacking some stuff later, he was, he explained, like, he acted weird because he, like, didn't expect us to have sex on the first date. And I go, well, I was, I was like, point, buddy. I mean, I, yeah. and I said to him, I said, what do you think you're going to get with one of the guys we fuck right. girls? Right. Like, basically, like, we're whores, y'all. <laughs> well, if I'm not interested in having sex with you, I'm not going to go on a date uh, with you. Yes. So th- this is no point. You I know? stand by my assessment. I think what he's doing, because I have done that to, to girls that I've been, like, super, I've probably said that, to, like, the last person that I like was very head over the heels over like not that long ago I at some point early on definitely said something like well yeah like we're just like we're just like if this doesn't like work out it'll all be like I said something like that but in the back of my mind I was like please God let this work out I like this person so much right. I want to date her so badly you know like, what I mean I, but, I have to be careful with giving advice to myself because I always you know I'm like I kind of speak to myself like a therapist like I'm seeing myself in the brightest light you know because that's how I re- genuinely see myself but sometimes it can like skew giving advice to yourself because you're not seeing yourself realistically you're seeing yourself like a mystical goddess yeah yeah and so (laughs) to me but i mean i totally understand getting to know me and not and my personality not being for you i totally get that and i accept it but i just i feel like i just truly haven't given him enough to say yes or no on even because we've just been having sex so (laughs) i i I think have you been playing you've been planning on talking to him about like well, some I'm, kind of direction. We, t- I like let him know that I was back from Ireland, and I was because I was like, okay, so you can ask me out again. And then he also stopped watching my Instagram stories, which I know is like a fucking like I fucking hate that shit. It's I know it's childish to say that, no, but it like I, really yeah. drove me crazy. It's human. I, I wouldn't. The, the, I know, but like, it's I know. It I've been there. Listen, Jared Michael, means, as a feminine man, I've been there. I know. I, I understand. I know. But listen, uh, it burns. You know. But at the same time, like my last person after we had stopped seeing each other was still watching my Instagram stories. It meant nothing. It, you know. I know. I, mean? yeah, I know. Something. Come on. No. But like. Yeah, and then it's a little win. Did you did you did you have plans? Do you have plans to talk to him about like, hey, no, what are we doing here? No, because I just got yeah, you back. balls in his court, and so I just was like, okay, and like then you know, and I realized yesterday was Easter, and he does like celebrate. So I think like I also tried texting him at a different. I te- I, te- I texted him in the morning instead of at night, so it was like more serious time. Yeah, mm. you know, and he like asked about my trip, and I sent some pictures or whatever, and then um, I asked about his week, and then. Oh God, I feel bad like airing all his laundry. He, no one has any idea who yeah. this is, though. And then, because um, I really, really rarely feel like I need help in this. And this one is just really confusing me. It's stumping me. Um, and then 
I said, how was your week? And he was like, oh, we didn't do anything much. I like showed people, had some friends over to the apartment. I also agreed to meet up with my, um, my ex to reconnect. And then I said, to reconnect. And, and, but I, I knew he was friends with his ex and like not weird at all. They were in a very long term relationship. And I said, oh, like to get back together. And he said, no, not like, no, 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 no. Just like, just because we've been talking and like, just, you know, I, like he said, I agreed to. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, you know, uh, so that all made, made sense. And then, and then I was like, okay, well, this might also be why I'm like feeling in my intuition that he's a little distant because I think he's nervous about that meetup as he should be. Yeah. 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 Maybe. Yeah. I would that. be so nervous. And even I if totally I never wanted to get it. back to that person again. When did they break up? Um, at like, at like, at bef- maybe like September. Guys, it's been long enough. Uh, maybe it hasn't. How long were they dating? Eh, like six years, like a long time. Years. Yeah, I don't know. Right. Uh, I mean, yeah, maybe that's possible. That could be in play here. Right. And then, and so, and then that kind of annoyed me more because it's like, if you're not over your ex, why are you fucking. Right. Re- you know, well, that, and that's justified. For it's sure. usually when you come to me. Right. right. And it's so, <laughs> then it was just like, um, yeah, and I was like, well, maybe that's just, and I'm, I'm like, I'm just not giving him space because, you know, you need space to deal with that. I'm never going to try to be up your ass when you're trying yeah. to, you know, yeah. f- figure that out. I don't think, I truly don't think that he's interested in, it doesn't sound like it. in getting back, but it's also like, he then just seemed like confused about like dating in general. Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe he is. I mean, yeah, maybe he is. Then he, he could I, be. Sounds but like I, he still, is. I still think that he, I still stand by the fact that based off of what you've told me in the last like 10 minutes you know like i still kind of feel like there because i've told you more bad than good so like i've kind of told you all the bad and not even peppered in like some of the really nice things that's like because he'll see then he'll say something like like he said something like oh my god i feel so embarrassed i'm saying all this out loud but like he said something like uh like he had a career change before he got into what he's doing now and then he made a comment like well then i would have never have found you like that's a heavy ass thing to say to somebody i still think that's a heavy ass thing to say to somebody if like just like uh, just like be like have fun intention when, when you speak to somebody I, I think i think he's doing the thing that i said where i think i think he's really into you and i think that he's slow. he's yeah, not sure how to like take it slow so I think properly the, the key, but also make it seem this, like he's into you when he's taking up if too much real sense. estate in your brain and the balls in his court the key is to distract yourself with things that actually you excite you and are interested you're interested in like whatever like every time you find yourself thinking about this person and you're like no 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 no, balls in his court there's nothing for me to do and you don't want to ruminate which is fucking exhausting problem is though I literally have a fucking mental disorder that causes me to ruminate so like this is where this is where the OCD is like fucking unmanageable and right, like right, I have right. to like fucking start tapping my fucking face and shit do you think that so, you can't ask this person out though you think that that's still no. like whack no 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 what do you, but what most. do you mean ask this person out we've already been out several yeah. times and the ball's in his court and I don't it's not like I want him to be my boyfriend I just don't know him well enough but uh, this is what I'm saying like why does the ball have to be in his court well because we've kind of been like going back and forth you know and so I feel like and she I was reached, like I'm back I reached out we had a conversation he knows where I'm at like fucking hit me up this week I mean you could do that or you could if I don't know if he doesn't hit you up then I guess you don't have to worry about it but also, it sounds like it's like driving you not nuts, but it just. Well, it, I'm gonna say something. I'm gonna say something at, like by this weekend if I don't yeah. hear, obviously, because yeah. like that's kind of been the pattern, and I think my trip kind of threw it off a little bit. So the pattern yeah. is like we hang once a week, which is like ideal yeah, getting yeah. to know you. Um, I I don't I to, to me if you guys have hung out, 
enough times at this point, like four or five times, I don't see why you can't be like, hey, I'm around Thursday night, you know, like, right. like I don't know if you like if you're free, like, why don't we like get a drink or whatever? You know? Right. Well, I was kind of just waiting for him to like get past like meeting up with his ex too. Yeah. When is that supposed to happen? I don't know. I didn't ask the day. So, yeah, I would say give it by like middle of the week if you haven't heard from him. I would give it a shot and reach out. I don't see why you can't. Then I think that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, for sure. Honestly, you know I, mean? I mean, at this point, I just don't want to look fucking stupid. I get nah, that. Yeah. yeah, but you. But if but you're also being honest about like, you, hey, this is confusing. What's going on? No one will ever look stupid saying that. I hate looking stupid for like a fucking crush I didn't even ask to be goddamn involved in. Yeah, I get you. So irritating. But you have, I think my point is that you have the ability here to uh, get... I don't know if you want to see resolution to this, sure. but you have the ability to reach out and say what's up and hey, we can get a drink. And then, I mean, hopefully you'd hope that if this person's not interested by that point, they would say that or they would, you know, you it, it gives right. you the ability to say. And like, then I'll hey, be annoyed because I go, I don't even know what there's nothing, what there's to not be interested in because yeah. we haven't fucking spoken enough. Right, right. I still think I I stand by what I said, knowing now, like hearing this sort of like the awkwardness of some of the behavior, because I've been there before with somebody that I've really liked where I've tried to play it cool and been like, oh, yeah, it's, I'm really cool about this situation. It's all good. Like, yeah, well, if it, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But in my head, I'm like, I'm like, God, I, want oh, this I to hope this works out. Yeah, please, God, I, I hope I like this person so much, you know, but you can't you can't like think about how much worse you would feel, how much pressure you would feel <sighs> if this guy was constantly like. I like you so much. I like you so much. I like you so no, much. No, I, I don't. You know? I don't like that either. Yeah. But it's like now we went all the way in the other fucking direction. Well, but the thing is, and like he played like the reason I was like receptive to him hitting on me is because he played it like really well. Like okay. a couple times would like intensely like hit on me, but then would give me lots of space. Like that's what I need. I need a yeah. lot of space. But like then when you make the move, like make a purposeful fucking move. Yeah. yeah. And he did that. Yeah. So then. I mean, I would give him the chance to make another purposeful move. You did just get back from Ireland, you know. You have. It's not like it was. It was. It, it's impossible given how long you've been back, right? Because we hung out literally the day before I left, and I go, uh, uh, and now I'm like fucking reviewing that, and I go, there is not, there is n- not enough. Like, there's nothing that could have happened. It, there's nothing yeah, that so happened in that moment because I didn't like I didn't like that comment about the friendship, and I and yeah. I didn't and I didn't I'll, I didn't like the text exchange that we had when I got back. Yeah, I mean, I I can get it's that. Confusing, uh, but I don't know. Maybe maybe give him a little bit of a benefit of the doubt for now. Yeah, and then I think that if there's like if it continues to feel weird or whatever, then mm. it's early still. Yeah, at the end, at the end the of this week, factor, get clarification Karen. if he hasn't. I mean, you've been gone for for what like like nine days. Less, like Less? I've been gone for a week. It was okay. a week. So yeah, all right. But still, I mean, yeah. When you're, I left for a week. He's with another. <laughs> no, it's just like you got to, you know, you got to. When somebody leaves and comes back, you have to figure out kind of like the right way to get back into it. Yeah, just like you know, because you, uh, you're also depending on how well he might know you. Like, I think that the people that are close to you know that you need a certain level of space. Like, it's not like, all right, Corinne's back from Ireland. Let me hit her up right now. For sure. You know? But I was like, hi, I'm back. Right. That's true. Too. I mean, yeah. I didn't do it the second I got it. I did it the day after I got yeah. back. I wasn't, I, I didn't like lay, the plan didn't land. I was like, hey, yeah, what's up? Right, right. I'm not, I landed. I'm not insane, but yeah. I, I think, know. I think, see how this week goes. I think that's the best way it's to It's like do it, literally but, made me tired this weekend thinking yeah. about it. I, I think you see how this week goes. I think if you haven't heard from him by like midweek, I would reach out. I don't see why you can't, you know? Yeah. And, uh, 
you should ha- hopefully have more clarity on it by the end of the week. If it if he's acting weird still, then like f- fuck it, like yeah. forget it. I mean, he is know? kind of weird in general, but right. yeah. Yeah. I like that though. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. All right, guys, mm. you know what else is fun? Today's guest. Yes, uh, she, she is, is fun. Yeah, she's very fun. She is everybody's favorite gilf, and if you don't know what that means, that means grandma. I'd like to fuck, okay? And she is so good at shaking her tits on Instagram. And this was such a lovely conversation. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Ruby Lynn. Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are here with America's favorite spicy grandma, Ruby Lynn. Um, so happy to have you here. Um, what what title would you give yourself? I want to make sure. The title I use is GILF. 
Gilf. Okay. Gilf, that's Gilf perfect. And MILF, but yes. <laughs> Either both. one. So I, I was going to say, you you said, uh, you know, you're everyone's, you know, you're a spicy grandma earlier. And then I, I was reminded of like the ageism of the porn industry. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's such both like you're like anybody over 40 is a grandma. And then if you're over 60 or a great grandma, but you actually do have grandkids. I do. So you're literally a grandma. So I'm like, oh, okay. This isn't like an ageist porn industry thing. Um, this is like literally your life. Cause I think another <laughs> part of the country also, like, I mean, like, yeah, we're not mom, but we're, we're like lots of people 10 years ago were moms. Cause I get so offended when people say like happy mother's day to me and I go, Oh yeah, no, I mean, actually possibly in a couple of years, too old to be a mom anymore. A first time <laughs> mom at least. So it's, it's just wearing on like New York time, you know? Right. Right. How many grandkids do you have? I have nine. You have wow. Nine that's grandkids. so fun. Nine grandbabies. Aww. And how many children do you have? Five. Five. Okay. Wow. wow. Mm-hmm. When did you Damn. have your first child? I was 27. Yep. Uh, we're a bit of a blended family. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I actually gave birth to three of the five. Mm-hmm. Okay. But claim them all as my own. Okay. That's nice. <laughs> yes. Oh, so are you married currently? I am. Okay. Nice. Is that, was, was that a secret? Yeah. <laughs> you, you oh, do some people who pay for your videos think you're not married? Is that like they part do. of the fantasy? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. I feel like guys would love a married woman. You know what I mean? Like, you know how like gay men love a guy who's straight, like not all, but like some are like, Ooh, I want to like convince you to take you on the other side. I feel like men would probably enjoy uh, the fact that you're married. No one respects the boundaries of marriage anyway. So exactly. I wouldn't really be they too don't. concerned about it. They don't. Uh, but you know, it's kind of, it's both sides. Sure. So they want to know they have a chance with you. Yes, exactly. Right. So if you're married, they feel like there's no chance, although yeah. they don't dig deeper to find out that we're ethically non-monogamous and we right. each do our own thing. And oh. so, you know, it's just opens up a whole nother story, but that's yeah. fun. Have you been ethically non-monogamous your whole, most of your relationship? Most of our relationship, all of it. Yes. Oh, wow. In fact, that was a requirement when I got divorced. I have, I have the same story as most women do was in a, um, you know, abusive relationship, you know, marriage that produced three amazing kids. And when I got divorced out of that situation, it was a requirement that my next relationship long-term be ethically non-monogamous. Nice. I was not going to get stuck in that. Okay, so it, you, it was a feeling of stuckness that you didn't want. Right. I just wanted options. Yeah. It's like, I may never take that option, but I want going into this, I'm all about transparency. And yeah. so I want you to know that I might call that card someday and take that option. Yeah. So you wanted to be like more authentic to yourself in yes. this relationship. Yes. That feels so much better. Yes. Um, when you say, do you, and I, I will get to the, <laughs> there's so many questions I want to ask you about <laughs> that your your videos and your OnlyFans and all that stuff. Um, abusive, when you were in an abusive relationship, what, um, do you mind talking about? Like, was it physically, emotionally, all of it? All the above, mm, all and, the above. And what was the, um, what was the thing that made you leave? Cause I'm always interested in those points. I feel like we, we look at people in abusive relationships and we're like, how can you do this? But there's right. so many people in them right. that there's obviously a strong pull. I would say the day that I said, I'm not going to take this anymore is when my boys, one of my boys was physically punched by his dad. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so it was like, okay, you can wail on me and treat me and, and gaslight me and do all this stuff. But when you do that to your, you know, eight year old child, nine year old child, not going to fly. Yeah. Yeah. And then did you have a, have a safety plan leaving that relationship if he's violent? I did. And I got super lucky. I was a stay at home mom forever, like eight years. Mm -hmm. And so I had been brainwashed by um, 
you know, my ex, my boys' dad to think that I would never be able to get away. Like, yeah. you know, you, you have no job. I have a job. You're nothing, you know, this Tearing kind of thing. And luckily there was a mom at my school that I had become friends with. Our kids were in the same grade and he became more and more, um, abusive in public and they witnessed oh. this and she wow. took she and her husband got me aside and said you know this is not okay and you know they knew what was happening and they helped me make a plan oh wow great. so yeah. it was good that they approached you they yeah. obviously it helped it helped get you out they're like, you gotta like talk what's to the best thing lawyer. to do in yeah. these situations talk yep. to a lawyer wow what did what did he do in public what a dipshit wow just you know, degrade me in public, oh, and God. and you. And I think it's like a, one of those things where you think, like, if this is what he treats you like in front of mm-hmm. everybody, mm-hmm. we can only imagine what he's doing when you guys are in the privacy of your own home. Right, right. And then he started to call me names and do that, like in front of my parents, and so that Ooh, was wow. like wow. And that was wow. shocking to them because I'd kept the secret for right. almost fifteen years. They yeah. didn't know anything Shit. about it. I think they might have had an idea, but. It's wild, like the brain, the human psyche is so delicate. And I don't think we really pay attention or give respect to that part of the, everybody's human psyche. I was watching a documentary about this, um, this girl's dad moved after he got out of prison, moved into the dorm room with her or this stolen like, youth. Yeah. Yeah. Stolen youth on, on Hulu or Netflix, I think. Um, mm-hmm. They, they moved like her second year of college. She lived with a bunch of her friends and they were having like this amazing college experience. Her dad got out of jail, moved, basically pushed his way into staying at the dorm room and then eventually created this like sex cult where he was super abusive. But it was so fascinating to watch how he got in, Mm -hmm. how he made people. He asked everybody, what's your trauma? Mm -hmm. And then he made them and then he said things like, you didn't deserve this. And so they felt the safety and this kinship with him. And then the... The abuse, the uh, physical and verbal abuse that this man bestowed on these kids, mm-hmm. and they they moved in with him after oh college. My gosh. So you go, oh wow, our, our human psyche, we're so it's so vulnerable to yes. being um, seduced by an abuser. Mm-hmm. It's wild. So it's so great to hear that you got out. I did. We got out. Yeah. And what did you, would you mind sharing what like your exit plan looked like? Cause I think that's the thing. Like we've, we've talked to, you know, on the show definitely about domestic abuse, but I think that's kind of where people get uh, stuck a little bit. Yeah. I, I mean, I had no idea what to do. And mm-hmm. thankfully my, my friends at the time, they were on the internet, you know, the internet was a baby back then, yeah. um, early two thousands. And they were looking, you know, this is what you need to do. And they printed it out. And so, you know, number one is go get your own bank account, mm-hmm. you know, at a yes. different bank. And, you know, number two was I went into our bank accounts and I took half of everything and transferred it over. Oh, incredible. He didn't pay the bills. He didn't know what we had. Mm, Wow. (laughs) So I was like, okay. So I snagged half of what we had. Now, had it been a situation where you have a spouse that is involved in your finances and knows exactly what you have, I I don't think you could do that. Mm -hmm. But definitely getting that bank account. Establishing financial independence. Mm -hmm. And then uh, consult a lawyer. My friends like pulled together, got me an appointment with a lawyer. And when I went in there and said, you know, this is what's happening. He just laughed. He what? said, the, you the, will the get Lord? everything. Oh, 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 no. I was like, he laughed at you? Because I'm like, I'm probably going to have to, you know, move and get, and all this stuff. He's like, no, are you kidding me? Really? You're going to get everything. Mm-hmm. You've been a stay at home mom for eight years. Yeah. You wow. quit your career to stay home. Yeah. He, yeah. And he made good money, thankfully. Um, so, yeah. Wow. And then did you... 
What was the look on his face when you said we're done and you already you did such a great job um, having this backup plan? So like the second you could say you're out, you actually could physically leave him. Yes. So I actually got him out of our house and I, I, I mean, really, I made sure my kids were out of the house yeah. Yeah. and just said, you know, we need to talk about some stuff. It was just so volatile that yeah. I'm sure he saw it coming. Okay. Um, you know, and I just said, I want you to know I've seen a lawyer. He, here's the thing. Um, you really don't have a choice. This right. is your choice. What did he say? And he was pretty shocked, I think. Yeah. Um, because I was like, here's the deal. He was you're relying leaving. on you being weak yeah, or like, like you, you're not having that. Mm-hmm. The goal is the goal in his eyes to stand up for yourself. Yeah. He, I, and I was like, and here's the deal. You're leaving. I'm not leaving. Yeah. The kids are not going to change schools. Right. And so he did. He left. I gave him half the furniture. I <sighs> bargained and said, I won't go after your retirement if you give me the house. Mm hmm. And so wow. did you have anyone like physically outside like your apartment for like, was there any fear that he was going to lash out physically during that conversation? You know, I wasn't scared. I had finally come into my mm. own and it was like, you know, my my friends who had helped me, of course, were on speed dial sure. in case I needed anything. We always did have a safety plan you know, that I would call them. This is what would happen. And so wow. I, I wasn't at that point. I was like, no, this yeah. is happening. Wow. That's incredible. And so, okay. So where does the, the being a sexy gilf come in? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> cause you're really good at it. I was looking at your Instagram. I'm like, damn, well, this is thank great. You. I, I thank yeah, you. your, your sexuality is like, I, I love the way that you express it. Well, thank you. So I've always been hypersexual, except for that 15 years I had three immaculate conceptions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so did you guys fuck your ex? You no, your ex? I mean, rarely. We had three kids. That was it. And that yeah. you fucked three times, basically. Basically, wow. I feel like that was it because he was not very sexual. Mm, so huh. he wasn't um, adventurous in bed. Wow. And did so you, you know that before that, that you, got, you got married or was that something that kind of was like revealed a little bit more during the relate, the ma- actual marriage relationship? Revealed after we got married because, mm. you know, when you're dating, it's that honeymoon period. Sure. So you are. You're just fucking like rabbits mm-hmm. everywhere. And then we got married and then that's when everything went wrong. Wow. 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 I feel like that happens a, a lot of time. I've like heard people like people's like have, would have like relationships for like 10 years that were great. And then they just something about like, I don't know, like people feel suffocated mm-hmm. when the word marriage gets introduced and change their behavior. I mean, don't get me wrong. I was an idiot. There were definitely red <laughs> flags. Sure. You yeah. know, I, I look back now and I'm like, oh, my God. Hindsight, baby. That time that he, sh- you know, got so mad that he upturned all the couches. That should have been. Oh my god, that should have been a red flag. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, if he's throwing furniture, that's a red flag. When you're young and mm. your goal is you want to be a mom, mm. and you meet somebody that wants that same goal, and said, for you to be a mom, mm-hmm. that was his goal too. Yes, we want a lot a of men out there like that. Yeah, <laughs> love a woman that wants to have my kids. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, but the guilt thing, I. That came, I got divorced. I lost a hundred pounds. Oh, wow. And for my 40th birthday, I danced at a local strip club on amateur night. That's so cool. And made like 75 bucks. And then that's great. 
you know, I've always loved the adult industry. Even when I was in my late teens, you know, 18, 19, mm-hmm. I went and bought a Playgirl at mm-hmm. the Minute Mart, you know, it's <laughs> nice. Wait, a Playgirl. So that's when they sexualize the men. Yes. And it, oh, I got to get one of those because I, I I do a bit on stage about how like society isn't good at objectifying men and the, we're so good at objectifying women. We're crushing it at that. But like we haven't really gotten good at objectifying men in pop culture and then pornographically it's like we, we're trying, but it's not. Well, we have to, if we object, objectified men, then men at the top would have to be hot and they're not. It's true. <laughs> so that would be a problem. Yeah. That's the point. But that really planted the seed uh, back then. And, you know, I went to college. I didn't go to college until I was 42. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because my boys' dad passed away a couple of years after we divorced. Oh, okay. Oh, so I was like, okay, uh, I need... I need education. So I actually went to college at 42, got dual degrees in four years time. Wow. Went to Portland State University. I was a single mom um, raising raising these kids. And Oh, my God. What did you get a degrees in? So I have dual degrees. I have one in pre-med mm-hmm. and one in public Shit. health. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's so badass. One in public health with an emphasis on community education. Oh, And excellent. then my minor is in gender and sexualities, again, because mm-hmm. that's where I was drawn to. Wow. So. Okay. So, and then, so, uh, so you had this, you had this amateur night at a strip club for your 40th birthday. That's yes. amazing. Were you horny when you were stripping? Cause I, I like have this fantasy of, oh, if they could just do a night where like you could guest strip, but like have like a mask on. I would love that because I wouldn't, I don't know why, but the idea of them see, like, I wouldn't want to get recognized, but I also just, the idea of somebody seeing your face right. while you're being like horny on stage, so vulnerable, but my pussy out with a mask on, <laughs> not vulnerable for some reason in my head. I don't remember being horny. Uh, I mean, <laughs> okay. that summer was like spring break for me, you nice. know, that I was, I believe it was summer of 2006. So I was entering wet t-shirt contests. Hell and yeah. I was, <laughs> I was bartending at night to make money, extra money because as a single mom. Yeah. And, and going to school. My God. Yeah. I wasn't going to school quite yet. Okay. Yeah. I went to start to school in 07. So wow. that's after spring, my two years of spring break. You deserve I, that girl. I'm so happy you like, had that. Oh, I need to get my head on straight. Let's figure out what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. At yeah. 40 years old. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Yeah, yeah. And what, like, um, I imagine, like, you know, coming out of an abusive relationship, uh, you know, people say this, like, coming out of an addiction or coming out, like, if you have a, an abusive relationship with, like, a parent or a sibling or whatever, a family member, like, your self-esteem takes a takes a hit. Oh, yes. And how, like, did, was stripping, like, and doing that kind of stuff and having, like, your fun spring break years, as you say, like, did that help with your self-esteem of, like, reconnect you with who you are what helped was losing 100 pounds okay because not only did i shed that abusive relationship i Mm. shed that weight that i put on because for 15 years yeah i had you know uh drowned my feelings in food yeah yeah. So that was 100 pounds that you had gained during the course of the relationship? You hadn't entered at that weight? I had always been heavy mm-hmm. my whole life, but yes, I really packed it on. That's interesting. Really yeah. Really packed it on. Yeah. I mean, for me, anytime I look at a photo of me at the end of like a relationship, like when I'm not, on, when I'm not happy, like you can see it <laughs> physically. Yeah. And then yeah. you're like, okay, shutting this person. Yeah. yeah. That feels good. So, okay. So when does the sexy gilf stuff? Sexy gilf stuff really started briefly in the fall of 2019. Okay. And so my current partner and I, we've been together 15 years now. Uh, I wanted to travel. I was a social worker. So I became a social worker after I got out of college. Oh, nice. And, you know, I wanted to save the world and help people. Yeah. And I imagine you, as a social worker, you run into a lot of women that have been in your situation. Oh, right? yes. Yeah. Yes. And the thing is, it doesn't pay very much. Yeah. <laughs> right. Unfortunately. So, such an important job, but such a little paycheck. I wanted extra money. I had been in the swing lifestyle all the entire time um, that I've been with my current partner. And I decided, you know, I need to make extra money. I don't know what to do. I fell upon this Facebook group called Scarless Chambers, which is still there, by the way. I've checked recently. Nice. And these ladies were talking about selling their dirty panties online and just making all this money. Mm. And I'm like, I have dirty panties. I can make money. Yeah. So I, I think there's all been a moment when we've all been like, yeah, like I have dirty, dirty panties. Anyway. Yeah. 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 When you're doing your laundry and you're like, man, if I didn't clean these and I put them in the mail to somebody, that would right. be yeah. way more lucrative. Doubling profits. Yeah. yeah. So I literally went, I mean, I read that article, went and made an account. I'm like, I'm just going to go grab a pair of panties out of my drawer. Yeah. Grabbed them out, took some really awful selfies <laughs> and posted them. Okay. Didn't do that great. Like I sold them, you know, I sold a few pairs. <laughs> There's always a taker. <laughs> Somebody always some wants guy. those, you know, some guy's going to want them. It didn't really do that great. And so I ended up deleting my account. Okay. And like how many did you sell? Oh, maybe I sold 10 pair. Okay. Over how long of a period of time? A couple of months. Okay. You got know, it. Maybe not even 10 for pair. How much? Maybe five pair for like $25 a piece. Like, mm-hmm. Okay. And so then said, no, nah, this isn't working out. And uh, my partner and I went on vacation January of 2020. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm so determined. I have an entrepreneurial spirit. Always have. I'm like, we got to figure out a way to make money. You know, I'm already burned out on social work. I've only been doing it a mm. few years. And so I said, I really think the panty thing, I, we, if we take it serious, let's treat it as a business, not yeah. just me market making a, an account and thinking it's going to get me rich. Um, let's take professional pictures. Mm-hmm. And I told my partner, I'm like, I want you to be a 50-50. So I want you to become a photographer, basically, yeah. and be my photographer. And he's like, okay. So we come back and then it's right before the pandemic started. Yeah. I 
we got it at the grocery We had store. a nice camera because I, you know, back in my vanilla life, I had a YouTube channel. So I'm like, learn to use that camera. Here's the book. I don't know how to do it. Yeah. <clears throat> Took some really great pictures, posted them, made another account, rebranded as Ruby Lynn. It went wild. Wow. Mm. Wild. I was like, how much were you, how many were you selling? I was booked out six weeks at a time for daily panty wear. Booked out. So you have to, you would have to wear the panties all day. Right. So I, okay. my deal is I wore them for 48 hours. Oh, 48. Mm-hmm. Two that'll days. Get, that'll get stuff on them. Yeah. And you know, it's, you get a picture and then mailed within the U.S. discreet package. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And then did you have, I, cause I noticed I was reading one of, I don't know, it was one of your bios, but there was, um, Add on. There was an add-on um, option for the buying the dirty underwear, and so my question to you is: What are the various add-ons? Right. And have you ever had an add-on requested that you were like, nah? Yes. <laughs> oh yes. So I had a menu. Um, an add-on would be, and this is how I got into making content, and eventually OnlyFans and live webcam is. They would say, "I want you to get." I don't know what I can say on the podcast. Just, it's, it's literally yeah, whatever the most gra- make it actually as graphic want. as okay. possible. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, I want you to get fucked in the panties. Mm-hmm. I want them full come, you know, da, da, da. I'm like, okay. The guy to come and you come. Y- yes. Wow. Yeah. And, and do I, not clean that up. Right. Don't clean it up. And that's how I want it. Okay. That's an extra $30. Okay. You know? Then the next guy would be like, I want all that, but I want you to video it. Here comes the Ooh, content. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, okay, well, that's going to be enter video camera, <laughs> not just you know, and that's going to be 75. I used to sell stuff way too cheap. Yeah. I was going to say, I was like, that's a deal. So, yeah. 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 Panties have tripled in price. Now, yeah. More than that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially depending on what panties you're sending them, like the panties themselves could be $25 a pair. Yeah. Right. I didn't get those. I get, <laughs> I get the, the eight for 35 at Victoria's Secret. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, that's yeah, still yeah. a good deal. That's like better than Walmart panties. That's right. Not bad. Not right. bad. Okay. And so that's how it all got started. Mm-hmm. And then I'm so entrepreneurial. I'm like, okay, I read this. I was started uh, Googling and then live webcam. Mm. Um, first, I we did content, you know, all the videos that the guys would buy, I would resell on many vids. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I made a many vids account. But again, I'm Googling. I'm quite a researcher. I'm like, what's the best clip site? You yeah. Know? And I started to learn the lingo and the language. And I started to follow people who were big in adult work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, See I, I was just a sponge because it was, I was living authentically at that point. Yeah. You were happy and horny and making money off. Absolutely. Of it. That's the and so how That's old are you at the, at, sorry, at the, at this time when you're entering, um, the adult industry? 53. 53. Okay. And then yes. what is the comp, like, I don't want to say competition, but what's the, what is that age bracket? Like how many, how many, how big's the pond? Yeah. Narrow. That's what I was thinking. Nice. Narrow. Hmm. Nice. What do you think that is? Well, you know, seems I, like there's like an ask for it. Yeah, I, I talk about a lot of this on on my podcast when I interview because I interview mature creators. I think that mature that word. Mature, I know. Oh, that word. A lot of people in this industry get in young, mm-hmm. and then you know there's there is a lifespan to the industry. Yeah, and and a lot of people choose to get out of it, and so I think those that have made it to their fifties, mm-hmm. you know, have either entered it right at their fifties. Or they've been in it a long time. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, initially I I entered it as a MILF. Mm -hmm. The MILF segment is flooded. Yeah. I mean, people who aren't even real life MILFs are MILFs because they have, you know, that look or that's how they market it. And 
great for them. They're making a lot of money. Yeah. So when do, when does MILF start? It's like 30, 27. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. Or younger. I mean, yeah. you oh could be God. 23 and have a kid. Oh and technically, right. you're well, MILF. of course. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. The okay. Ageism. Okay. Right. Ageism. It's so, it's so bizarre, but like it, you seem like a living, breathing example of like, fuck that. Absolutely. Even though, but you're, you're using it to your advantage by marketing yourself as that. So you can get that paper. I absolutely was like, fuck it. I have a point to prove. Yeah. And yeah. I'm proving it. Nice. And I, the point is that women are still sexy. Absolutely. <laughs> that you're sexy, that yeah. you can enter this business at any age. I sure. mean, there are creators out there who are 70 that I've come across now. Oh, I'm nice. not surprised at all. And wow. it's amazing. I love, I'm also just, I'm so glad that women are still horny in their seventies. That gives, that's lovely. I never <laughs> want right. to lose that. You know what I mean? Right. I feel like I, I, I lately, like I've been witnessing like older women just, just, you know, walking down the street and I'm like, man, I wonder if sec- your sexuality kind of depletes and you stop seeing yourself as a sexual being. Cause that feels sad to me. Right. And I hope that never happens. And it feels like, you know, you can go as far as, as long as you want. Exactly. And I I mean, it's really all up to you. That number is a state of mind. Yeah. Right. You, and you either fall for society's bullshit or you go, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, fuck that. And you stand, you stand your ground, you stand your foundation and whatever insecurities come up, you just say, fuck it. You let them wash over you. That's right. That's right. So yeah. And that's how it all got started. And wow, you know, content creation, we uh, started live webcamming and then OnlyFans was blowing up. Right. I resisted OnlyFans all of 2020. Okay. I'm like, I'm not buying into it. I see everybody complaining about it and this and that and the other thing. And then 2022, I realized I was leaving money on the table. I was going to say, I was like, you're leaving a ton of money on the table. So much money. Uh, So how did you, is that like, did something finally happen? You finally uh, crunched some numbers or... I think just with the popularity, OnlyFans had become a household name. Yeah. yeah. So really to resist that, I had tried a different little fan site that just I think wasn't getting any traffic on. Um, so I just really realized that it's a household name and I'm yeah. kind of a fool for not jumping on that, you know, mm-hmm. bandwagon. And so I did created an OnlyFans account. Didn't do that great. Um, even having a huge webcam following. Oh, really? Uh, transfer through webcam. It didn't really transfer over. And there's a reason because a lot of webcam sites don't allow you to advertise your OnlyFans. Oh, because so they want to be making all your money. They want to mm, be making a cut of. And so I had, I was kind of at this crossroads where I didn't have a huge social media following. I maybe had like, I don't know, 17,000 followers on Instagram and 5,000 on Twitter, which not great. So the fall of 2022, I knew I needed to do something. I'm like, this, the potential, my income was doubling, Mm -hmm. you know, because the income I made in 2020, that doubled in 2021. Wow. And it actually doubled again in 2022. Nice. But in 2021, I'm like, what year am I? Uh, I hired a coach. Oh, I hired an OnlyFans and social media coach. Incredible job. OnlyFans coach? Yeah, there wow. are OnlyFans coaches. Specifically and, for the adult. Uh, yes. And, okay, yeah. And I had a couple of women on, you know, line that I was following mm-hmm. who were, had huge millions of followers. I just knew they were killing it, of course. They're in the top like 0.01% or whatever. Right. And I'm like, wow. 
So I kind of looked at them both. Went, I went to an adult conference the fall of 2021 and actually met in person uh, Romy Chase. Mm-hmm. And I ended up hiring her as my OnlyFans and social media coach. And that changed my life. Wow. It's incredible. It's like, I'm just like imagining like a pageant coach in your head, but it's just like, put your right tit out. Yeah. <laughs> just one, get one pussy lip and then they're going to want to pay for the other one. This is incredible. So um, what did, what did Romy do for you? What were the things that. Well, Romy is a self-made woman. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, I don't know if you know her story, but um, she immigrated from Poland and just built this amazing business all on her own mm-hmm. with zero help. And so I just, her attitude, um, she's, she's kind of black and white. I love Romy if you're listening, but, um, we just got along cause that's yeah. how I am. Yeah. I'm like, I don't need all the fluff. Just I'll tell me no what filler. to do. Yeah. yeah. I need a checklist. I'm very <laughs> self starter. Yeah. And I was still working now, mind you, I was still working my social work job. Uh oh. Wow. Eight to five all through those years. And they didn't, like they didn't, were you under a different name so they couldn't find well, you? Well, I or? had my legal name. Oh, yeah. Okay. Got yeah. it. Got it. But um, anyway, Romy, I worked with her and it just blew it up. You know, things for social media, like algorithms. She knows all about the algorithm. She taught me all of that, mm-hmm. wow. you know, how to run my OnlyFans. So I, I totally deleted my old account, wow. made a whole brand new account and started. Yeah. Did she, did she see anything wrong with like the way you were branding yourself or did? Oh yeah. 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 So what, what's, what what's is like, like a mistake you were making? My first OnlyFans account, you know, for that $14 a month, they were getting full length sex videos, oh, like full length masturbation. I mean, they, yeah. so are they going to tip? Cause they're getting everything free. No. Right. Mm. Oh, the tipping. Right. right if right. you send out a pay-per-view, are they going to buy it? No, because everything's on, <laughs> on the feed. Right. Right, so, right, right. Okay. But you don't you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I knew that I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah, that's really wise. So. How much do you charge nowadays uh per month on OnlyFans? So actually my OnlyFans is nine ninety five a month. Oh wow. You can get in your first month like half off. Uh-huh. Uh but it's pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. So you want to see it, yeah. you're going to, you know, have to unlock it. But it also the benefit of that is that fans can unlock the kind of content they want to see. Right. right. Oh, I see. Okay. Cause some people come to me and they're like, I don't want to see you with another guy. I just okay. want to see you solo. Okay. Awesome. So you can open, unlock the pay-per-views that are solo, mm-hmm. you know, or vice versa. Someone's like, I don't care if you're solo. I want to see you getting railed. <laughs> Oh, that's sweet. I know. Um, was there any um, was there any fear or anxiety around your family or um, people you knew, people who knew you in the more professional, like boring professional way, uh, aspect, uh, finding out? Yes. So that's a whole story. I was well aware. My partner and I knew that the minute we put ourselves on the internet, once it's there, it's there. So yeah. we went in eyes wide open. Yeah. But we weren't really. We didn't, we weren't ready to tell people. Right. Um, my yeah, it's work, like, how do you make that announcement? You know, we yeah. have some news for you. Like, mm-hmm. you're pregnant? You're, I'm getting you're, railed online, kids. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. You want to go to Golden Corral or? <laughs> well, eventually that's how it is now. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> um, in the beginning, it was like this big secret. We lived this secret life. Yeah. I, you know, I did. My closest, like, two girlfriends knew. And that was about it. I always had hoped my work would find out because if I got fired, it's an out. Yeah. that means I could do this full time, which is what my dream was. Um, the kids didn't know. They're all adults now with their own families. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't know. But the fall of 2021, 
uh, my partner and I were like, you know what? It's time to tell them. We're starting to travel a lot. I was um, looking at hiring a publicist. Um, you know, like I wanted to go big time. Yeah. And they're definitely going to find out. Right. And then you'd rather them find out from you. Exactly. First. Yeah. You don't want them to find out by stumbling on a video that one of their friends sending it to them. Well, yeah. that's how they found out. Oh, no. Okay. No. What was the video? I really don't know. It okay. was a Pornhub ad uh, okay. for a campsite oh, oh, that oh, I'm oh. on. But yeah, we decided, you know what? All the kids are going to be here at, around the holidays. Mm-hmm. I mean, not we're not going to pop this on Christmas morning, yeah. of course. But, you know. It, God, if you were my family, oh, I'd be loving it. It would be great. <laughs> but, you know, it's time to tell them. They're getting suspicious because we're starting to travel a lot, you know. Um, different things. Wow, social work's paying great these days. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just different things. And so, um, we were on cam one night doing a cam show and our daughter text, uh, text me and said, I need to talk to you guys immediately. Yeah. And so I was like, this feels different. This feels really different. So I was finishing up a show. I said to my partner, why don't you go downstairs and call her and I'll finish up. So when I finished up and walked out in the hall, I she was on speaker and I heard the word porn hub. Okay. And yeah. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. Okay. So go downstairs. And so what had happened is a childhood friend of my kids had seen an ad on Pornhub uh for campsite that we were on, screenshot it and text it to all the kids. Oh, all sweet. the adult kids. That's nice. like a weird that's a weird move. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, if I if I see him in person, I'm probably gonna smack him. I'm yeah. Pretty sure. So it was out, and we decided right then and there, hung up with her and called every kid and said, "I heard you got a text." Well, it's true. Yeah. And out of the five kids, one of my kids, my, actually my son and his wife, decided to disown us. Mm. Wow. So did they say why? We had had a little bit of issues with them over the years. Okay. Um, so they almost used it as an out? Absolutely. Yeah. This was the what the nail that sealed the yeah. coffin or whatever. Yeah. And so uh, it was devastating to say the least. Like yeah. I was devastated. I was probably could have checked myself into a mental hospital because I can't see my grandkids. Yeah. Right? But then after <laughs> I calmed down, you know, it was like, I'm 54, 53, 54 years old. I mean, A, you shouldn't be surprised. Look at my degrees. Mm -hmm. We had a very open-minded, I raised my kids very Mm open-minded. How so? So we didn't um, keep sex a secret. Like I wanted them to be educated about it. I wanted them to know what the ramifications of their actions were. You know, it's like, I don't want you to have sex, but I know you're going to. I've been your age. I I kept a box or a drawer full of condoms in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. I mean, their friends would come over to our house because their their parents weren't open-minded like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we always talked about it. As I was getting my degrees, we had the, the most hilarious dinner time. Uh, conversations. Oh, yeah. Like what? So I had a class once. uh, It was sex education at the university. And then one of the things was all the funny names for a penis. (laughs) And so at the table, it's just like, oh, my gosh. Okay. So, you know, what do you what do you want? And you're all in the locker room. What do you say? And so we just had this hilarious conversation. I wanted to normalize talking about our bodies 
So it's part of like the culture of that you created in your in your family was like we are very open about sex. And that's yeah, it's a very sex positive culture in your face, which is a rare thing to mm-hmm. experience. The kids used to make fun of my partner and I because they could hear us. I mean Oh, okay. So we're out is- to dinner one time and they're all like, Yeah, you know, mom and so and so. You can hear them. Eh, eh. And I'm just like, <laughs> Can I just put my head under yeah. the table right now? <laughs> <laughs> From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. So, yeah, they were... Wow, so they couldn't have been that shocked. No, all the other kids... They couldn't have been that surprised. The other four are fine with it. They support it. They're like... Hell yeah, go make your bag, mom. Yeah, yeah. I also just don't really understand. It's like, it's not like you have to ask permission. You're the parent. I mean, also everyone's grown, so no one has to ask permission Mm -hmm. for anything. Like, it was honestly a courtesy of you to call them and have this discussion anyway. Right. And like, for the grandkids, like, it's like, they're way too young. It's like, they're not going to be on Pornhub for years. Yeah. So, I don't see the the issue here. Yeah. Except for, as you said, like, they just wanted, they just made it an excuse. Yeah. They did. It yeah. was an it was an excuse. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's so frustrating. This is it's your life. You could do whatever the heck you want with it. And funny enough, um, which is not funny, that same child has disowned and refused to speak to all of the siblings okay, because so, they yeah. didn't jump on that oh, bandwagon right, okay. of. So they have an issue with uh, themselves. Every, the whole thing. Fa- yeah. yeah oh, but that's yes. really what it all comes down to because everyone's projecting. You know, mm-hmm. that's something I realize as I get older, I see it more and I'm like, oh, that's what's happening here. Mm-hmm. That this, this child is prob- most likely just has an internal battle with, with themselves. They do. And I know what the internal battle is. Mm-hmm, I wish yeah. I could talk to my son, but. Um, he married someone that was raised by a narcissist who uh, adopted those tendencies, mm. very controlling. So Part, that your, say, your, your yeah, career, cho- your your career change was probably fodder for them. Absolutely, they probably and, were salivating over the opportunity to just cut you off over it. Yeah, and so I'm sure he is so torn because you know he has kids and he has a wife, and people find it funny because to some degree I respect him, mm-hmm. and the reason I respect him is because. 
he and he he and his wife or his wife feels a certain way and he is supporting her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I would do I would do that for my partner. My partner does that. His parents don't really have a relationship with us because we were outed to them by another by a family member on his side. OK. And, you know, he stands with me. Right. And right. so, you know, he kind of brought that up to me one day. He's like, you know. He's doing the same thing that I do with you. Right. You oh, have to respect him yeah, for that. Very yeah, empathetic. Yeah. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm not mad at him. Mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. mad at him at all. He'll come back. He'll yeah, come back. He will. I, I, I do think. You know, it's funny. I've really thought about that because so many people have said it's going to work out in the end. In my gut, mm-hmm. I don't think it will. Really? Okay. And yeah. I have to be okay with that. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Well, of course, you can't like live. A whole, I just feel like. I, cause I'm like, I, I didn't want to blame the, the wife. I, but I was like, yeah, he's in this uh, relationship where the mm-hmm. wife just kind of like maybe wears the pants a little bit. And I, un, and I understand. He'll get sick of it eventually. I felt like, yeah, I felt like he would just get sick of it. But yeah, he I don't might, know the situation he might not. specifically. In whichever way it ends out, okay I have that. processed it. Nice. I'm okay. Yeah. You're handling I'm yourself okay. with the way you, you feel proud of. And that's, that's all that really matters. That's all you can do. Mm-hmm. That's yep. all you can do. Damn. Um, so you mentioned, um, your one of your strengths is dirty talk. <laughs> How do you get good at it? And do you like? Do you have any tips for dirty talk? In like, there's various situations that you would use dirty talk. So I know I would imagine it's like kind of differs. But mm-hmm. um, like, do you have go to lines, or was were you ever bad at it? And then you like <sighs> found the pathway to be good. And if so, how? So I was not good at dirty talk. I still don't think I'm good at dirty talk. Really, it's practicing. You just have to practice in front of a mirror sometimes or just turn the camera on and practice. Um, Go to Pornhub and, you know, search dirty talk. I want to, you know, see other how other people do it. And after a while, it just kind of comes natural. Clicked, right. I feel like one of the things, though, it's you kind of have to I feel like people are better at dirty talk when they're actually horny. True. Like when you're not horny, it's like, I don't know, uh, go to the fridge and give me something. I, I don't like it, it. I wouldn't have the the facilities to yeah. available to me if I wasn't actually. But, you horny. know, it's my job. Right. And so I could do dirty talk at the drop of a hat. I mm-hmm. do, you know, sexting apps where you're just sexting or it's phone sex. And mm. so you're People I'm not still horny. do phone sex. Absolutely. That's fun. That's great. It's more the older guys. Though. I was thinking, I was like, definitely. Mm-hmm. Like, so do you feel like your clients are, are more so older or is it a, a whole spectrum of ages? It's a whole spectrum of ages. I would say my fans tend to be 35 and above mm-hmm. or they're going to be the really like 21 to 24. So okay. I kind of lose the 25 mm. to 35 a little bit because they're more into the MILFs. Mm. Oh, okay. I mean, and and I still identify as a MILF and I still have a lot of fans, hmm. you know, who want that. That want yeah. the MILF mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm curious. I would love to peer into the brains of the male, uh, the males that like, you know, want your services. Like wh- what's, you know, what's the, their sexuality look like? What kind of things, like what are the hits in terms of what you get requests for? Uh, my request a lot is stepmom role play. Like that's my specialty. Uh, <clears throat> stepmom. Stepmom. What stuff. is it about the stepmom and stepsister? And it's like step family. It 
I, stuff is huge on it on the is huge. Uh, a large portion of my clientele is married, okay, you know, or is in a relationship, and I and I really think maybe for adult creators, OnlyFans creators, that's probably across the board. I would yeah. think, yeah, um, where your sneaky link, your dirty little fantasy, yeah, that gets you through the mundane life. That's yeah, us. and you kind of can't really. Um, I mean, tell me if you agree with this. You know, that type of sneaky, like, and being, like, naughty and sneaky, you can't really get with a partner. I mean, I guess you right. could kind of create a world in that, but you really have to get lost in your imagination, and that takes time. Right. It does take time. <laughs> it does take time. What's the, So what's the difference, like, if someone comes to you uh, because they're interested in MILF stuff but, uh, or GILF stuff, like, what, what behaviors are different on your end? So I would say the MILF stuff is really about just that, that little fantasy, you know, being naughty. So you're, um, at the gym, you know, so scenarios that I've acted out or done custom videos. Um, one is your, uh, uh, your son's friend stops by mm-hmm. and he's not home. So, uh-oh. you know, I'm, yeah, uh oh. <laughs> I've always had my eye on you, Joe, you know, oh. <laughs> that kind of thing. Okay. Um, so that's a big scenario. Um, the guilt thing is more about control. Oh, really? Really? Yes. They want you to tell them what to do, huh. they want you to take control of the situation. Uh oh, grandma's mad. You interrupted her baking. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because they don't really, the grandma scenario or role play, I don't get as much. Okay. But it's more about um, being older, having the control, being yeah. confident. Yeah, like yeah, Dom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've been around the block. You okay. know what yes, you're doing. Your life experience. You're sick of people's shit. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> kind of. What, what requests have you gotten or like, like fantasy, you know, proposals that, that are out there for you? Like just that you were like, Oh, okay. Out there. Um, I once did a whole series of custom videos for a guy who, um, (laughs) it was his mother-in-law. And so it, it was for his mother-in-law. Well, he wanted wanted me to play the mother-in-law and he had these, um, very, detailed scripts and so oh and men dear. be putting so much thought into their sexual fantasies dear and then they me. don't get you flowers on valentine's day and you're like there's a little bit of an imbalance here he, but okay go on he did a whole series it was like a five video series uh of you know this thing that he wanted to act out with his mother-in-law and he really that's yeah i mean according to him i mean because you can only believe you know what they're telling you he had a thing for his mother-in-law she had short hair she looked like me i mean okay this is so thing. funny i just like it acted out you're clicking in the in the uh, like spare room and his wife's yeah. like what are you we doing do like i'm working Nothing. on a project right? a passion project spread- <laughs> spreadsheet <laughs> It makes sense to be attracted to your mother-in-law, though. Yeah. Like, if your wife looks like, yeah. you know, her mom. I mean, that makes sense. Right, right. I don't think that's the craziest thing. I did a whole giant test series, which giant test is where you shrink people. Okay. And you use them. You're, you're, they're powerless. They're in wait, your power. Wait, Lilliputian. Like, yes. Wait, 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 wait. You shrink them? Like, physically? Like, honey, I shrunk the kids? Yes. Wow. And so, mm-hmm. so you're, you're pretending that you're shrinking them. Are you pretending that they're next to you or that they're in the camera? Like, are you looking at them in the camera? Well, so for and this series, I had another guy that ordered a custom video series. I actually got a mini little Barbie doll. 
like a very mini doll, you know, type of thing and shrunk her and then just used her and berated her. His, that was his kink was to shrink them down and degrade her and do these kind of things. Like you're just sexuality. So complex. You're just a bitch, you know, and you know, so now you're a small bitch. And then the very last video, I use the restroom and Shit. I, yes. And, and what you do is you throw her in the toilet and you flush her. Oh, wow. that ends the series. Oh, wow, that's the beginning, middle and end. There's an arc. This guy's a screenwriter. Some people have these amazing imaginations. I'll wow. say. Wow. And men, I never hear about men's imaginations unless it has something to do with their dick being hard. Mm. What the fuck is that? Like <laughs> you got, you got all that imagination power. Like, yeah, use it. I mean, it's great that there's an outlet for it. I imagine that like that's if, especially if that's their only outlet. Yeah. How many videos are in a series? Each of those, there were five videos. Wow. And how long are the videos each? I mean, I, I guess it depends uh, on about what 10 minutes or so. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. And you edit them together and everything. Mm-hmm. Custom porn, man. Yes. What, other, what other ones? This is so interesting. The shrinking thing. I'm just, wow. It is very interesting. Um, I did a solo video. This guy wanted, um, he. this happened to him as a kid. So his dad was out of town on business. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to spend the night at his friend's house, but he didn't feel well. So he came home. Mom didn't know he was upstairs and she brought her coworker home and he heard noise and came downstairs and saw and them. Fucking? Yes. Whoa. And so he wanted me to reenact the mom and the coworker of what he saw. Oh, wow. wow. So he told me what he saw, but he wanted me to do it solo with a mm-hmm. dildo. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I reenacted that whole thing for him and brought wow. that back to life. Some sexual healing. Fascinating. Wow. We're therapists. Oh, well, absolutely. Yes, 100%. I feel like men are more encouraged to like work stuff out sexually than, mm-hmm. you know, than actual talk therapy. Basically right. any place where a, a woman is interacting with a man, you're a therapist. Yeah. Yeah. I own a baseball yeah. card store and I'm also a therapist I, so I understand right um, uh, can we also just for a briefly talk about the swinger lifestyle because I know you said mm-hmm. you have been a part of that for a very long mm-hmm. time I find the swinger lifestyle fascinating uh, how did you first get involved in that like how do you end like, how do you enter so when I met my partner, that was, I had five things on a checklist that the next man I was going to be with had to hit. And one of them was the ethically non-monogamous. Right. And so when we got together and he was on board with that, um, and it, where we were in Portland at the, there used to be a swinger club. This is back in like 2009. It had closed and the owner was doing, uh, hotel parties. Well, I didn't want to do a hotel party because that was just too intimate. Like mm. I wanted to be able to like a big room more go to a club. I want to, um, you know, I was a baby swinger. I didn't yeah. know anything. Yeah. So in Portland in 2009, Ron Jeremy opened a huge oh. swingers club. Oh, wow. wow. And good for Ron giving back to the community. <laughs> yeah. So I was waiting for that or we were waiting for that to open. And so the first month that it opened, we went to that. And that was our first dip in our toes in. Mm-hmm. What was it swinging. like? Like what did you, what kind of things you see? Cause I've been to sex clubs. How is a sex club different than a swingers club? It's not. Okay. It's, it's not. Um, you know, there's, there's different rooms, you know, one room might have a sex swing in it. There's a big mm. orgy bed, Aww. you know, there's all kinds of things. And so just went and observed and, 
um, met a couple that actually worked at the club who we are still friends with today. And uh, they really educated us a lot. Oh, wow. Uh, Like what the swinger lifestyle is? Yes. What? Okay. So can you educate us then? Because I'm not swingers. I just think of like you meet a couple and then you just swap. It's swapping, constant swapping. Swinger lifestyle is just like a blanket umbrella. Okay. And so there, you know, it's just like anything. There are so many dynamics. And so some couples are full swap, which means, yeah, let's swap partners and go to separate rooms or let's swap partners. We're in In the same room. Mm -hmm. There are couples who only play together. You know, it's just you can still be a swinger and just play with each other. You can um, because you have that that mentality. Mm -hmm. And so it just everybody makes their own rules about themselves. Yeah. And it all falls under the umbrella of swingers because there's single swingers. You know, you don't have to have a partner Mm -hmm. to be a swinger. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, Do you ever get tired of being horny? Like, do you ever get over it? Or is there ever a day where you're like, because, you know, everybody's job. You oh, yeah. think, I don't like, want to go to work today. Yeah. Like even well, as a stand-up comedian, we have the most fun yep. job on the fucking planet. There, But there have been times, not many, but there have been times where I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this. Like, do, do you do you experience uh, days where you're like, oh, I don't feel like sticking this up my pussy? I would say I quit my social work job full time in April of 2022 to oh. do this business full time. Mm-hmm. Before that, I would say no, because I was just so excited, you know, I worked the day job, which was, it wasn't boring, but it was just, I was burned out. So I couldn't wait. And then doing this full time, there are definitely days that, I mean, on a normal day, I work 16 hours. I get up at 6am. I, you know, the first thing I do is grab my tea. I'm on OnlyFans. I'm answering uh, messages, you know, scheduling content. And I'm pretty much of, you know, available working the business in some way, shape or form till 11 o'clock at night. Wow. Do you have to work that long or you just choose to, cause that's how you're going to get maximum profits. It I, feels like you're famous enough. That you don't have to do that anymore. Um, that's I, a long it's day. kind of a double-edged question because right. do I have to? No, I don't have to, right. but really then like I'm not going to make the money that right. the goals, I'm not going to hit my goals that I have. Oh, right. okay. I see. But it's I like, am, when is it enough? You know, and that's right. like, as uh, you know, we're all working for ourselves at this mm-hmm. point. So that's like a question that I ask myself enough. I go, it's like, okay, well this is, yes, I can hit another goal, but it's like, it's unpleasant. It's too much. Right. And there are definitely days like that. I just have this personality where I am so driven and so focused that I just don't lose sight of the prize. Wow. Sure. To be in the flow. And so I I have a hard time turning it off, actually. Mm -hmm. Wow. And does it does that does has this gone going full time? Has that affected your partnership or is he still so involved? Yeah, he's so involved. In fact, I'm at the point where I need to hire an assistant now. Mm -hmm. And instead of hiring an assistant, uh, he plans to quit his day job. Oh, this wow, that's year perfect. And do handle the social media and the editing. Do you guys ever get in sexual slumps? Like every relationship does, but because sexuality is such a part of your career and he's part of your career, like, do you ever have dry spells? No. Wow, for 15 years, huh? You know, we're in our 50s, though. Right. Well, right. That's why I'm like, that's so exciting. Yeah. No, we don't. Um, I'm, we're very fortunate. Wow. How did you meet this person? I think, I think it's always interested. <laughs> no, I'm just like, I think it's like, I, I'm always, I'm always more interested in how people met the second person rather than the first person. We met through our kids. Oh, Whoa. yeah. So really they, though your kids can't it's really say fault. anything. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. Is on them. That's actually. right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, we, um, my partner and I ended up at this family camp, um, through a nonprofit and, and, uh, our kids became friends and that's back in the MySpace days. Oh, and I thought he was really such a smart ass, you know, (laughs) I'm just like, and anyway, funny enough, he was drawn to me, went home, made a MySpace so he could talk to me and we were just friends for months, uh, we would just either text or chat on MySpace about the perils of raising kids on your own. Yeah. You know, just that camaraderie. Cause he was a full-time single dad. Wow. Mm. Respect. And uh, yeah. And then finally he's like, Hey, do you want to go out to dinner or something? Let's just say I didn't get home till the next day. Wow. <laughs> you fucked on the first date and 15 years later, here you are. Yeah. And I mean, we never lived together or anything. We bought a house and <laughs> merged our families. It was like, Wow. We're in our forties. We're not playing games. Yeah. yeah, fuck it. So he he checked all my boxes. How could I not? Seriously, and, he, and I'm sure you checked so many of his boxes. He probably didn't even know that this was possible. This type of relationship was possible to have. No, and and I mean, after you know dating him a couple months or something, I when I spring the swinger question, I'm like, hey, I have a question. How do you feel about a threesome? He's like, oh, I always dreamed of two women. I'm like, uh, no, 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 no. I'm doing two dicks. Sorry. Two, two dicks, mm-hmm. and me, and he's like. Oh, I'm, I'd be game. Okay. Nice. Yeah, box check. I always, I can, you could tell a lot by a guy, not to shame any guy who's not into two dicks and a, a vagina, but boy, do I respect a guy's yeah. at least openness yeah. to it. And then when they're turned on by it, you're like, oh, jackpot. It was important for me to find somebody who wasn't controlling and had jealousy. And boy, yeah. did I test him even dating. Like we go out to the bars and I worked in the bar scene when I was single mom and I was just all over. I was up in the DJ booth. Everybody's hugging me like they, you know, I, I feel blessed. I was well liked. And it was to see what his reaction was going to be. Yeah. He just smart. over there having his drinks. And then he'd be like, oh, I got you another drink and don't even worry about it. Go chat wow. with your friends. And I was that like, freedom. This is my guy. Hell yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you this question. So we got to wrap up soon. Have you ever had a sexual injury? Yes. So I have. And I think it's pretty common. Um, like, you know, sometimes you'll get just um irritation yeah. from you know you fucked yourself with a dildo <laughs> for like four hours you know five days in a row <laughs> yeah yeah and it is sore up there yeah so, yeah that would be the, the only sexual injury oh, okay that's not bad nothing too nothing too exciting okay that's great I soreness know, that's good wow yeah that's amazing. You really went from like, so you went from being in a, in a relationship to, for 15 years with a man who was extremely abusive mm-hmm. to a relationship that's also now 15 years and going where you have sexual openness and companionship and like you feel like seen and heard and respected in every way possible. That's really incredible. I am lucky. All of my single girlfriends, I think, would steal them in a heartbeat. Um, they are... I wouldn't say jealous. They're very envious though. And they're like, we, we always, you know, we want to find that guy. Yeah. Well, and it's important to see an example though, of like a couple, it's really important, especially for women to go, Oh, you can have a male partner. That is all of these things. It's not some fantasy. Oh, I want too much. Right. I mean, he takes my girlfriends out on dates and I mean, they're not sexually involved, but it's just fun. I was in LA on another media tour and had met someone through uh, one of the interviews I did and had said, Hey, you want to go out, you know, and get some drinks and stuff. I'm like, hell yeah. And so then I'm calling my partner who's on a date with my girlfriend saying, Oh my gosh, guess what? I'm going to go out in Hollywood. (laughs) I mean, that is like 
beautiful. That yeah. is so authentic. It's a bond. It's a really, I remember when I opened up my relationship with my last boyfriend um, and there, like I watched him like have sex with another woman and it like, but it was all okay. And we were all cool about it. I'm like, I've never felt this close to another human being in my life. It's amazing. And my partner is my videographer. So I shoot content mm. with other women and men. And oh, yeah. he's the camera person. And I mean, he knows all the angles, the shots. I mean, I live my dream every day. That's I, so cool. I wake up every day and say, I am living my dream life. Oh, I'm so happy. That's great. <laughs> awesome. And where can people find you? It's easy. All things Ruby <laughs> are at Ruby Lynn, R-U-B-Y-L-Y-N-N-E.com. Guys, we fucked. Is Perfect. Well, thank you so much for sharing Dating. your story. We're, We're glad sure that you're living your dream. Editing Such an inspiration. Oh, thanks, for thanks for having me. Of course. Our pleasure. Uh, this has been Guys, We Fucked, the anti-slut chiming podcast. We will talk to you next Friday. But now it's in there. Yeah, let's keep it. Who cares? episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at betterhelp.com. That's betterhelp.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Hold up. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.